This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, November 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, five people died and more than 40 people were injured when an SUV sped through a barricade and into a Christmas parade in suburban Milwaukee. Waukesha authorities confirmed the deaths in a statement late Sunday. Police said the numbers could change as many people transported themselves to hospitals. No names or ages of the dead were immediately released, but Police Chief Dan Thompson earlier said that some injured are children and are some fatalities as a result of the incident. A person of interest was in custody and the suspected vehicle was recovered, but no details have been given on a possible motive. A live video feed from the parade from the city of Waukesha showed the SUV breaking through barriers and speeding into the roadway when the parade was taking place. Victims were transported to hospitals via ambulance, police officers, and family members, according to officials. An officer also discharged his weapon at the suspected vehicle to try to stop it, but no bystanders were injured as a result. It was terrifying to see that footage because when, when when he when the driver turned into the parade, I'm, okay, this is uh, an accident or or something, and you figure he's going to stop. He just keeps going. Awful. Mm-hmm. Mayor Sean Riley said he does not believe there is any current danger to the public. Uh, police were urging people to avoid the downtown area Sunday night, and the investigation is ongoing. A $50,000 reward is being offered after a pregnant woman was gunned down Saturday in Philadelphia's Lawncrest section. 32-year-old Jessica Covington was shot around 8.30 p.m. on the 6100 block of Palmetto Street. Police say she was shot in the head and stomach outside of her home while she was unloading gifts from her own baby shower. Covington and her unborn child were both pronounced dead a short time later at Einstein Medical Center. Roughly 11 shell casings were found at the scene. Investigators believe that Covington was uh, being targeted. Last night's murder of a pregnant woman and her unborn baby is absolutely heartbreaking, said uh, Philadelphia Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw. While the attack appears to have been targeted, we will not rest until this obviously dangerous individual is in custody. Uh, this news is deeply upsetting and heartbreaking. My heart goes out to the victim's loved ones during this painful time, added Mayor Jim Kenney. 2021 will go down as one of the deadliest years in Philadelphia's history. To date, more than 496 homicides have been recorded. Police are still searching for the gunman who killed Covington. Authorities say there were no weapons that were recovered from the scene. Anyone with information is asked to contact police by calling 215-686-TIPS. That one's hard to wrap your mind around. Somebody was targeting, you know, a a pregnant woman and uh, I I don't know what Hey, who knows? What, what I'm just yeah. hoping the third story's happy. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, seriously. But, it, I yeah. mean, targeting, it's like, all right, well, then the, your list of, of uh, suspects has got to be pretty damn Right, right, right. right. I think so. Steve, mm. it's happy for the criminals who got away. Oh, oh no. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, no. About 80 people. I, I did this story because oh, I yeah. find it so interesting. That, I had this in the bizarre file. Yeah, about mm-hmm. 80 people, some wearing ski masks and wielding crowbars, ransacked a high-end department store in San Francisco Bay Area, assaulting employees and stealing merchandise before fleeing in cars waiting outside, police and witnesses said. Three people were arrested while the majority got away after the large-scale theft that Saturday night shocked shoppers at the Nordstrom at the Broadway Plaza Outdoor Mall in Walnut Creek, police said in a statement on Sunday. They had done a similar thing at a Louis Vuitton yeah, in, in they, San Francisco. Yep, yeah. I have that information. So they didn't just target... I didn't. I saw the Louis Vuitton, but yeah. what I didn't realize was they targeted all the high-end stores mm-hmm. there. Like They were able to get from, from a bunch of them. So two employees were assaulted and one mm-hmm. was hit with pepper spray during uh, what police call a 
clearly planned out event. Uh, the thieves rushed into the store in the downtown shopping district in the city about 20 miles northeast of San Francisco. About 25 cars blocked the streets, a witness said. Cell phone video from the scene showed masked people streaming out of the store carrying bags and boxes, jumping into the cars and fleeing the scene. The manager of a nearby P.F. Chang's restaurant began locking doors at his establishment while he was watching the chaos unfold. We probably saw 50 to 80 people in ski masks, crowbars, a bunch of weapons, the manager told ABC 7 News. The Walnut Creek Police Department said a firearm was recovered from one of the three suspects uh, arrested. Nordstrom employees began calling 911 at about 9 p.m. as the thieves entered the store and began stealing the merchandise. Nordstrom was open as usual on Sunday. Mm. The incident came a day after several high-end stores in San Francisco's Union Square were broken into by a large group of people who smashed windows, stole merchandise, and then ran to waiting cars. Louis Vuitton, Fendi, Yves Saint Laurent, uh, Burberry, and Dolce & Gabbana were all targeted Friday night. Several people were arrested in that incident. Dude, think about that. 80 people. Uh, organizing 80 people to do that. To do anything, let uh, alone to do Try to get, Even if it's like free tickets <laughs> yes. to something. Like, you know, like 20 of them might go, eh, we're not going to do it tonight. Yeah. We're, not, yeah. we're, we're not going out tonight. I'm too tired. 80 people. Preston, try to get 10 people in a picture. Yeah, forget it. Seriously, I mean, this is this is a. It's just it's mind blowing that they did this. God, and still, and, and if you look at the footage, it looks like a movie. It looks like it looks like it's. Oh, clearly they're filming a movie here. I mean, the mastermind behind that. If they did some like did it for good, they they could yeah. probably plan something great. Phew. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Eagles beat the New Orleans Saints hey. 40 to 29 yesterday afternoon in South Philly. Jalen Hurts for three touchdowns, becoming the first quarterback in franchise history to accomplish the feat in Darius. Turns an interception for a score. The Eagles improved to five and six, have won two in a row for the first time this season. And rookie coach Nick Sirianni earned his first victory at home in five tries. They're on the road next weekend with a 1 p.m. game against the New York Giants. The Sixers continue their road trip out west with a game tonight in Sacramento. Tip-off is set for 10 o'clock. The Flyers are also on the road this week with two games in Florida. They'll play the Lightning tomorrow in Tampa and then the Panthers in South Florida on Wednesday night. And on Saturday night, the Philadelphia Union beat the seven-seeded New York. Red Bulls 1-0 in round one of the MLS Cup playoffs. With the win, the Union will advance to the Eastern Conference semifinals and will host the winner of tomorrow's match between the number three seed Nashville SC and number six Orlando City SC. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. It's going to be short work week, so I'm sure you have that uh, in mind. Uh, Word of the Week prize is only going to be three letters this week, and we have a PlayStation Classic video game console Resident Evil Director's Cut oh. or Sony PlayStation complete yeah. with registration card and $400 Visa gift card as well. You're a big Resident Evil fan. I am. Loved it. Yeah. 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 We used to play that into the wee hours of the night. <laughs> uh, that was a groundbreaking game for sure. So uh, this is... Uh, it says, Returning to the origins of the massively popular Resident Evil franchise... Uh, fan and filmmaker uh, Johannes Roberts brings the games to life for a whole new generation of fans. So you can get that. It's called uh, It's Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. And that will be in theaters 
on Wednesday. So we're going to give away that uh, console, and we'll give it away on Friday. Only three letters are what you need to collect in order to win that. Uh, we have one guest on the program today. It is our friend Rick Williams from 6ABC. The Duncan Thanksgiving Day Parade is coming up on Thanksgiving Day, obviously. And uh, we'll check him with Rick. We haven't talked to him in a long time. And the weather's going to be very agreeable. Yeah, it looks yeah. fantastic, actually. So that is all playing together Nicely. So, uh, trust you had a good weekend. I hope you have a short work week. If not, it's all right. Hang in there. We got stuff here at MMR to keep you occupied. We'll take a break, come back in a second, and a stupid question awaits you with something for you to win, as well as the entertainment stories. We'll be back in a moment. Stay down. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. WMMR.com. The way thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop, and WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, Kath, so we're going to do a stupid question this morning, and we are going to give away as a prize pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco, the Nobody Does His Tour, which is the Wells Fargo Center on Wednesday night. And a very interesting question for you this morning. What is the movement in architecture in which buildings have an organic amoeba-shaped form called. Ah, yeah. interesting. Never heard of this. <laughs> no. 215-263-WMMR. What is the movement in architecture in which buildings have an organic amoeba-shaped form? I want to see an amoeba building. 215-263-WMMR. If you know what that particular movement in architecture is called, give us a buzz right now. We go through birthdays. Monday, November 22nd, we'll wait for your call, and I'll mention a few people. Uh, an actor who we actually had on, it was either earlier this year or last year, uh, Richard Kind. Oh, uh, he's great. It was a camp out. He's friends with, uh, it was a camp out? Yeah, because we did a, um, uh, mm-hmm. a conference call with Giacchino, and then we had uh, Brad Bird on, and then we also had Richard Kind, uh, because Michael Giacchino, uh, who you were just about to mention, is friends with uh, with Richard. And he's so great. He's uh, He's got the uh, an incredibly unique voice. Uh, he is, uh, well, in, in uh, Inside Out, he's Bing Bong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, which is now standing character and he's he's voiced a bunch of stuff but he's been in uh you know he's, he's got a lot of on-camera roles too but he is he's wonderful I love that's that. a consistent career and he has a recurring role on the goldbergs as well yeah. yeah i um just saw him he was in tick tick boom uh that's that netflix movie about jonathan larson how was it how oh, was he my. he well the movie was amazing oh, oh uh, great i watched it twice and i listened to the soundtrack to the gym on saturday uh i loved it uh, he, I didn't even recognize him. I, it wasn't until uh, my daughter, who looked him up on on IMDb, where she, oh my god, that's Bing Bong. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and sure enough, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it, he, he's there. Worse things to be than Bing Bong, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's 65 today. Scarlett Johansson has her birthday as well. She's 37. I got uh, some news concerning her uh, in the entertainment report coming up. But... Is she? Uh, did they have the baby? I, I forget where they stand. Baby, yeah, they, she's pregnant. They had the baby. All right. Yeah. So happy birthday to her. Jamie Lee Curtis has her birthday as well. She's 63. Just had another Halloween film out yeah. in theaters. Yeah. Halloween kills. Uh, Terry Gilliam of Monty Python fame and uh, director, animator, actor, the whole thing. Uh, he turns 81 years old today. Wow. Uh, Mariel Hemingway, uh, the actress. Is she an actress? Yes. Okay, because she's Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter, and I know there were two acting Hemingway. Mar- Margot was the model. That's the other one. Marielle was in um, Star 90 okay. and a few other movies, Personal Best. Right. Remember that? It flirted with 
lesbianism. Yeah. I remember uh, that. Yeah. But yeah, she's actually a very good actress. Uh, she is 60 today. Uh, someone we consider a friend of the show, Billie Jean King. Yes. Has her birthday today. She is a blast. Whenever she comes by, she's so high energy. And she apparently likes coming on the show, she which does. is cool. Yeah, she... I remember years ago when I was a kid, my mother had to go over and get an autograph for me because I was such a fan. We were at uh, you know the uh, the U.S. Open in uh, Forest Hills, and uh, I told her that story. But uh, very cool. In that in the seventies, there she was just a huge star, powerhouse. Yeah, uh, she's seventy eight today. Little Stephen Van Zant. Ah. Uh, we spoke to him not that long ago as well. Uh, Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band, of course, and Sylvia Dante from the Sopranos. Uh, he is seventy one years old today. Yep, I have to play a little Bruce. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so happy birthday to little Stephen Van Zandt. He, had a, he put a, bu- a book out recently, and that's he why did, we yeah. spoke to him. Lots of stories, I'm sure, in there. Uh, we also have musician Tina Weymouth, who is a bassist for the Talking Heads, and then split off with some of the other Talking Heads and had the band Tom Tom Club, and she turns uh, 71 years old today. So, yep, she's the uh, bass player in the band. There's some cool bass parts in yeah. uh, in Talking Heads, by the way. I want to go see uh, that Utopia on uh, Broadway. Is it still? It's still going. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought that was just a, um, a short-lived thing. Limited That's, thing, yeah. I would love to go see that. Yep. Uh, so, Tina Weymouth is 71 today. Uh, Boris Becker, t- uh. the tennis star. He was all the rage for a stretch. He was. Uh, he was a quasi-bad boy. Yep. He's uh, 54 today. Uh, actor Mark Ruffalo, which is interesting. He and Scarlett Johansson share a birthday together, uh, both from the Marvel Universe and uh, were a, a couple in, yeah, a, in yeah. those movies, Yeah, And too. as far as, you know, Banner and, and the Hulk, I, I mean, yeah. he's like like with uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Uh, the casting is perfect. Yep, agreed. Uh, so he turns 54. I was watching him yesterday. 13 Going on 30 was on. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of those movies, if it's on, I'll stop by and hang out for a bit. I, I saw him, I think he... and. I, I might be wrong on this, but I'm almost positive it was him. I keep telling you about that movie Fifty Four. You remember that crappy oh, yeah. movie about? Yeah. He's one of the he's one of the uh, the club goers or like a rock club goer, and he's and I got that's got to be Mark Ruffalo. And huh. Steve, another movie was on yesterday, and I know you like it as well. That he was in is A View from the Top. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, and uh, she is a uh, she's a flight attendant, and. He's he's the love interest. Is he a good looking guy? I think he's is Mark a- Ruffalo a good looking guy, Kathy. Oh no, he's like cute. Okay, is, is he Paul Rudd good looking? No, think? I think Paul Rudd's better looking. Better looking, okay. yeah. He, he's like he's cute. Oh, he's so cute. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> like a little snuggles the yeah. fabric softener bear. Uh, so the same guy who did uh, Sing Street uh, did a movie that he's in with Keira Knightley called Begin Again that I really really like. So he just he that that guy that filmmaker. Um, is a uh, he's a former musician, so he kind of writes a like a modern day musical. Yeah, and so and and he, so he's in that with uh, Kira Knightley. You should check it out. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is Fitzroy. Check it out. Check it then out. the last wow. <laughs> the last birthday also in the Marvel universe. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. He's great. He's in Doctor Strange, but this guy has got almost all of the pop culture stuff covered because he's Marvel, Bond, and Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Uh, all he's missing is a Harry Potter appearance, <laughs> and I think he's got all the big biggies right there. Well, uh, we talked to him, and, and uh, you know, we talked about uh, when we had him on uh, for an interview, and he was talking about it. He goes, he goes, hey, I designed the Death Star. And he did. Yes, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and he was a great conversation, yeah, man. Great. Really loved talking to him. So he is uh, 56 years old today. All right, to the phones we go to see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What is the movement in architecture in which buildings have an organic amoeba-shaped uh, form called? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, good morning, yet. Good morning, yet. All right, Brian, what is the name of that type of architecture? Blobitecture or blobism? Yeah, blobism or texture would accept either one. Yep. Yeah. You got it. Hang on a second, Brian. We just got you a pair of tickets to see uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Nobody does his tour. It is the Wells Fargo Center on Wednesday night, and tickets are on sale now at Wells Fargo Center Philly.com. I just want to achieve blob texture with a um, with an amoeba shape. I, I you know, I've never seen a building like that. Very carefully. No, yeah. uh, Nick pulled up a few examples. It just, uh, as opposed to rigid uh, edges, most things just kind of flow I and, and have a, a curved appearance to them. So <laughs> it's not just a, a full-on blob, but like walls or um, not as many corners. Okay. You know? yeah. Steve, one of the examples they give is a place called the Flintstone House. Yes. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, you know, kind of uh, circular in shape and ovals and stuff like that. But this is an actual house that looks like a Flintstone home. Yeah. All it's right. Something like the Flintstones. Uh, and so uh, the the um, Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao, that's another one. Uh, so, yeah, there's a bunch around the All world. right, now I get it. Blobism. I was All right. thinking along the wrong lines there. At the box office over the weekend, number one by far was Ghostbusters. It made $40.5 million. Yeah, a lot of people loving it. Yep, followed by uh, Eternals, Clifford the Big Red Dog, King Richard. Uh, Dune was fifth, followed by Venom, Let There Be, Car- Let there be Carnage. Uh, seventh was No Time to Die, followed by The French Dispatch, Ron's Gone Wrong, and Belfast rounding out the top ten. Uh, last night, the American Music Awards took oh place. My oh, my God. So exciting. Ha. Huh? We'll have a couple of pieces of audio to play uh, for this. Cardi B held down the hosting duties for the very first time at the 2021 American Music Awards last night. Uh, BTS took home three awards. So they were the big winner last night. We do have some clips. Uh, yes, they were, of course, a force to be reckoned with. Um, and what do they what do they take home? They got for? Uh, favorite duo or group, right? Yep, but yeah. they also got uh, three awards all together. They got uh, favorite pop song uh, and artist of the year, which and the is, Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award. But the artist of the year was the Big Biggie. But this is them uh, accepting, accepting for uh, the nice. duo or group. Not over yet. We don't have it. It's not over yet. Okay. Uh, that was just now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh uh, here we go. There you Hang go. On one second. There's the thing. BTS favorite duo or group. Here we go. Thank you, Army, and thank you, Amos, so much for this. For three in a row. Wow, wow. <laughs> this is all possible. Thanks to Army. You're our universe. It took four years to be on this stage to get this trophy. Thank you so much. And actually, this means to us even more because we're uh, we were actually a small boy band from Korea. Um, we just get, got united by the love for our music, and all we want to do is just to spread love, the good vibes, and energy through music and performance. All right, they're, they're my boys, man. They were the big winner, so congratulations to them. Uh, doubling back real quick, Nick just pulled up this yeah. information. Going back to the birthdays, Matt yeah. Mickelson. He's going to be in one of the. He's going to be in Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of go. Dumbledore. And there you go. He's going to be in Indiana Jones, and I'll go crazy. He's got everything now. All right. Also, uh, last night, uh, Taylor Swift won. She got favorite pop album evermore, and I think we have a clip from her accepting. Here we go. Thank you so much to the fans. This is such an amazing honor. The fact that 
you would do this for Evermore. I've always been so proud of this album. Um, I've always looked at Evermore as sort of folklore's adventurous, fun, younger sister. So thank you so much for doing this. So I assume she wasn't there. That's how it I was, look at it. Yeah. It was a video. Well, the, as you pointed out, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, are these, which, do they know in advance? They know in advance. I'm pretty sure. That, I, I don't know if they 100% sure or, yeah, yeah. or not, but uh, I think the American Music Awards in, in the past have had to do with uh, airplay I or thought so, uh, yeah. something along those lines, so it's kind of easy to calculate who's going to be the winner. Right. Um, and then we have a clip, the, the lone <laughs> rock category. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's a whole list of, of pop categories and country and right. Latin and hip-hop and uh, R&B and all that. There is one single solitary rock category and that is favorite rock artists it's pretty sad but machine gun kelly won it of course and we have uh, his acceptance of that last yeah so, yeah here we go i want to accept this for all the aspiring musicians the one who desires to play an instrument wants to rap wants to sing not just not just the rock artists but all the artists who are rock stars you know what i mean and uh lastly i just want to say this I read a headline that said the age of the rock star is dead, but uh, looks pretty alive to me. So, uh, you know what? If if a uh, if that an appreciation for rock comes in through Machine Gun Kelly, I'm sure. okay with that because yeah. the music certainly is very obviously Blink 182 ish. His sound uh, because he's working with you know those those guys. And so that's cool. All right. Keep it going then. All right. Then we have a little clip of a uh, boy band battle that took place. Yes. New Kids versus New Edition. Right. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so a little throwback last night. Yeah, you'll hear it. All right. Here we go. The first time was a great time. The second time was a blast. The third time I fell in love. Now I'm hoping that you got the right step. Baby. Love the Bobby Brown there? Uh, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see this performance. I'm wondering if the whole band uh, got back together. Now, it looks like it. I'm, I'm looking at I, I can't tell because there's so many people on stage. But Yeah. yeah. But uh, New Edition had what? Uh, Rob Bass and uh, no. Ralph no, Tresvant? No, Tresvant, uh... Rob Bass wasn't in the no no, no, no. that was DJ Z Rock and Rob Bass. That was he was his own thing. <laughs> okay, um, um, uh, yeah, Johnny Gill, Johnny Gill, yeah, um, and it's like well, okay, you had Bell Bib DeVoe, right? Uh, Johnny Gill and, so and Michael Bobby, Bobby Brown. Okay, all right, Bell Biv DeVoe, right? Billy right. Bell, 
Michael Johnny Bivens. Uh, Michael Bivens. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, David yeah. DeVoe. Is it David DeVoe? I don't You're know. just making just these making... names up. <laughs> I just know it's about Bivens. Ronnie. Oh, yeah. Ronnie. Ronnie DeVoe, yeah. Ricky <laughs> Bell, and Michael Bivens. And then Bobby <laughs> Brown, Johnny Gill, and uh, Ralph. Tres Vance. A lot of people. Ralphie. Johnny Gill. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what So Johnny... Bobby Brown. Okay. Bobby Brown clearly was on stage. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what Johnny Gill's hit was. Okay. Um, Click on that, Nick, because uh, I have it. You have it? Um, oh man, that's gonna drive me crazy. He had one. He had. Mm, a, 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 he's got the. He's got uh, the, the deep voice. Hey. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, Gandalf. <laughs> I think it's. You see, the, you see the Gimli of the crew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, rub you the right way. Yeah. That's rub it. you the right way. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. All right. Well, they got back together. They did the music, uh, American Music Awards last night. So that's over. Over. Nothing's over. Belvin DeVoe. Coming back from Vietnam. Nothing's over. agreed to my Belvin DeVoe. Which one's Bill? Which one's Bob? What? Who? Which one's DeVoe? <laughs> All right. Well, I have a couple other things to mention. Uh, so Saturday Night Live stars are weighing in on the Pete, Pete Davidson relationship uh, with Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God. So, Kenan Thompson, who calls Davidson his little brother, tells people, I mean, you got to be happy for love, I guess, if it is love. Uh, they look like they're having a good time. Yeah. Uh, Bowen Yang uh, agreed, saying, I don't know what the nature of the friendship is, but it seems like they're having a good time hanging out. And Chris Red uh, seemed pretty psyched. He said, Pete and Kim, damn, Pete, damn. Damn. He said, I hope they're happy. They're wearing matching outfits, so I think they're on their way. At least that's what Instagram told me. I think Pete Davidson's approaching life as a Whitman sampler. And so he's uh, he's just loving. Why the hell? Why not? not right? I think uh, Bowen, Bowen Yang is hilarious. And I just pulled up his Instagram account. And his Instagram uh, uh, name is Faye Dunaway. Oh, he, he just uh, he completely took Faye Dunaway's name, and that's where, the, if that's you want to find, yeah. Handle Bowen Yang on Instagram, that's who he is. So, of course, they sparked romance rumors after Kim uh, hosted SNL, and uh, they have been photographed multiple times together, holding hands, laughing, and hanging out. And right now, the pair are reportedly hanging in Palm Springs ah, to so celebrate awesome. Davidson's 28th birthday. So and awesome. she posted a sultry shot of herself in a bikini. Ooh. With fans speculating that Davidson took that photo. Okay, I, I was uh, surprised for some reason uh, when I saw them in Palm Springs together. I thought, oh, there must not be a Saturday Night Live this past weekend, and but there was. Yeah, well, he's flying all over the place. Yeah, yeah. and he was on the show he, live. So. And he was on the show. He did. Um... You remember, like years, like you talk about the the when Animal House was being filmed. Yeah. Um, he was still Belushi was still doing SNL. So you know, flying back and forth, and this, yeah. but that's. This is coast to coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, birthday girl, is set to star in a huge, exciting Marvel project. Ah. Uh, but that is all that we know right now. When she snagged the American Cinematique Award, which is presented annually to an extraordinary artist currently making a significant contribution to the art of the moving picture, uh, the news got buried by Marvel President Kevin Feige. Uh, he said, we are already working on another non-Black Widow-related top-secret Marvel Studios project with her as a producer. Huh. Uh, this comes at an interesting time. Earlier this year, Johansson, of course, uh, filed suit against Disney, alleging breach of contract uh, by releasing Black Widow in theaters and on Disney Plus at the same time. Clearly, the parties have moved forward down a more positive path. Johansson said it was a very surreal time uh, because, of course, the film had come out and was hugely successful, and that was a big celebration. I had a baby, and that was obviously a life-changing, amazing celebratory thing. In a way, that sort of buoyed me through the very uncertain, stressful time. And I felt mostly very fortunate that nobody will have to go through what I went through. 
and that it's made, I think, a positive impact in the industry and hopefully for artists and creatives' lives and livelihood. <laughs> uh, the party settled on September 30th, though the terms were not disclosed, and Scott has been performing in Marvel films for more than a decade, but apparently this time she'll be producing and not starring uh. in whatever they're teasing, so we shall see. Selma Hayek recalled being confronted and chased by a man with a knife on Hollywood Boulevard oh boy. Uh, in the early 1990s. Uh, the Eternals actress was awarded uh, her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at the TCL Chinese Theater on Friday in a ceremony attended by director uh, Chloe Zhao, Los Angeles Mayor Eric uh, Garcetti, uh, Adam Sandler, and a crowd of fans. Uh, near the end of the event, Hayek, who took the stage, uh, gave a speech reflecting on her long career in the entertainment industry. Uh, she said, I, I want to say that I'm uh, very moved tonight. Uh, it is, of course, a great honor, but also for me, this night is very healing, and I'm going to tell you a horror story. She said that about two years after she arrived in the United States and unsuccessfully tried to start her career in Los Angeles, a few of her friends visited uh, from Mexico and asked to visit Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, the group was walking down the boulevard when a, poor, quote, poor man who was on the floor, and he was very messed up, called out to her. Uh, she uh, chose to ignore the man, but Hayek said he decided to follow the group. She said, I kept walking, and he took offense. He got up, took a knife out, and started coming after us, especially after me trying to stab me. Oh, man. She said, so I ran Welcome to America. fast as I could. Nobody helped us. She continued that uh, she and her friends soon ran into a store where they jumped over a counter, and she grabbed a stick for protection. Uh, she said that the man then grabbed the stick, and they began wrestling over the item. Fortunately, Hayek says that two members from the Hell's Angels <laughs> eventually intervened and disarmed the man before helping the group to save him. Wow. Isn't that wild? And that guy was there, Preston, at the thing. They cleaned himself up, and he has a <laughs> Fortune 500 company now. She said, every time I, I thought about Hollywood Boulevard, this is what I remember. The truth is that when I went home that night, I said, what am I doing here? Nobody wants me. I mean, I almost got killed today. Uh, she then told instances of uh, racism that she personally had experienced while in the United States. Uh, she said, I remember the studio saying to me many times, why don't you go back to the Mexican telenovas, uh, telenovelas? Uh, you'll never find a job here. And, of course, that night uh, I almost got killed. And so I said, nobody wants me here. They want me in my country. But she said, but I stayed. I stayed, and I want to uh, to say to everybody that's here, all of my lovely fans, if you ask yourself, what gave me the courage to stage, uh, stay, I say it was you because although they didn't know me here in Hollywood, the studios, all the Latins that are in the United States knew who I was, and they understood that I came here with dreams like they did. Damn right. So uh, she got her. She got her star, and she uh, has the last laugh, right? Uh, she got the last. They laugh kept telling you. Schwarzenegger, "Go back to Mexico." Pretty, pretty wild story though, with the guy and the knife and the Hell's Angels saving them. Yeah. from the dude with the knife. Pretty wild, but uh, yeah, she's now immortalized on the Walk of Fame. Uh, Joseph Maldonado Passage, better known as Joe Exotic, uh, has been transferred to a federal medical facility in North Carolina after being diagnosed with prostate cancer. I watched a little bit of the first episode of the uh, the second run, second season. Yeah. Yep. It jumps around a lot. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. I, that's why I wasn't sure if they did if it's the same people who made the first season. I don't think it was. I don't. It doesn't yeah. seem like it. More, be, more fat guy on jet ski. That's what you need. <laughs> but uh, it just seemed to not be as concentrated as more as much as last. Yeah, to, uh, go around. They but, do hop around. Yeah. Uh, Joe, who is fifty eight, was transferred via private plane to the Butner Med- Federal Medical Center from another medical facility for inmates in Fort Worth, Texas, sometime between Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. 
Uh, his attorney, uh, John M. Phillips, said that uh, the transfer was supposed to happen later this month, and they were hoping that uh, passage would be sent to Oklahoma where he can prepare for resentencing and upcoming motions to overturn his conviction. But apparently he's, you know, the cancer's... It's bad. It's bad it's in, bad, in yeah. his case, yeah. Uh, Jessica Alba opened up about being transparent um, about her therapy with her daughter, Honor, who is 13 years old. Uh, she told E.T., I grew up in a family where it's still not totally accepted. And I think the more we break down those walls and make it, you know, easy for people to understand and accept that it's just about you showing up for your family members or for yourself in a different way and trying to be better. Is, is your therapy working? Uh, she said, be better tomorrow than you were today, you know? Be, be, be better. That's be, what, be, be better. That's what she wants to do. So she told it all to E.T. And who doesn't? He really gets him to open up, you know? He gets him to cry. Yeah. You probably want to cry now, don't you? <laughs> no. I'm using my alien mind control. To make you cry? Yeah. I'm, in fact, I'm going to give you your period right now. <laughs> he can point at him with the yeah. lit up finger and they all of a sudden start menstruating. You're spotting. That's crazy. Getting more. Wow. More. Stop it, E.T. Uh, Britney Spears called out her fellow fellow TRL era pop star Christina Aguilera on social media for quote refusing to speak. I always got the impression that uh, they weren't fond of each other. Probably not. Like anytime they presented that they were, it was just sort of a photo op. I think everyone thought that. She called her out for refusing to speak about Spears' now terminated conservatorship. On an Instagram story posted late Friday, Spears shared a video of Christina speaking to the press during this week's uh, Latin Grammy Grammys in Las Vegas. A reporter asked Aguilera whether she had spoken to Spears since the conservatorship was terminated. However, a publicist promptly cut short the interview saying, we're not doing that. No. Uh, and Aguilera simply said, but I'm really happy for her. Overlaid on that video, Spears wrote on Instagram... I love and adore everyone who supported me, but refusing to speak when you know the truth is equivalent to a lie. 13 years being in a corrupt, abusive system, yet why is it such a hard topic for people to talk about? I'm the one who went through it. All the supporters who spoke up and supported me, thank you. Yes, I do matter. What I've learned about Christina Aguilera is that she is basically a genie in a bottle. That's that right. is it. And you better rub her the right way. Uh, I don't know... Why she would necessarily call her out for that, or publicists just like we're not going to talk about that yeah. right now. So she's hungry. Although Aguilera, she's eating a hoagie. Avoided the conservatorship question at the Latin Grammys. A singer whose history with Spears dates back to their time together in the Mickey Mouse Club penned a series of tweets in support of Britney in June. She didn't bring that up during the Free Britney movement. It's unclear if Spears ever saw those tweets or not. We so do that, not know. That collective Preston generated Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Ryan Gosling, yeah. uh, a whole bunch, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who else was in that collective? You said Justin. Justin Timberlake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, was so, a, it was a talented group. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, is on hiatus as Letitia Wright uh, continues to recover. Wright was injured on set this year, and the film will be on hiatus for the rest of the year. A uh, uh, note was sent out to the staff, read in part, as you're all aware, Letitia had a frightening accident on her set during a stunt back in August. It was a reminder of the importance of safety at all times in our work. Uh, which we know you understand and are committed to. 
Uh, what we initially thought were minor injuries turned out to be much more serious with Letitia suffering a critical shoulder fracture and a concussion with severe side effects. Uh, it's been a painful process, and Letitia has been home recovering with her doctors and the support of family. I love when they shoot stuff out in, in real-world environments and they're practical about it, but the truth of the matter is, is that when they're doing all this green screen stuff, they can have so much more control, yeah. you know, and I, th- I bet you a lot, if they can afford it, a lot more of them are just going to do it that way. Yeah, probably. Um, so Discovery Plus is set to give Johnny Depp and Amber Heard the documentary treatment. Oh, I thought you were going to say a talk show. No. <laughs> the estranged couple have famously... It was hunting in Los Angeles today. <laughs> oh, like a morning talk oh. show? <laughs> It was so hot they saw in the corner trying to buy an air conditioner. Oh, how hot was it? I'm sorry, I didn't. It's all right. I didn't get the. That I'm, show. I'm new to this. Uh, the estranged couple have famously been in and out of court, exchanging yeah. accusations of mental and physical abuse. Uh, Nick Hornby and Fran Baker are producing the documentary, which will include interviews with lawyers and observers, along with archive and audio footage. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for this stuff. You know these these documentaries. Hornby said, through the tapes, home videos, and text messages shown in court, these films give viewers a rare and important insight into a marriage that went tragically wrong and to better understand the hugely important issue of domestic violence. So the time, the first whiff we got of this was him freaking out. It was right. She had set the camera on the counter. Remember that? And he was looking, where's my, where's my Coco Puffs? Yeah. And yeah. He's freaking out. Supposedly, she right. had messed around with Billy Bob Thornton. Huh. Uh, on uh, one of their movie sets, and that's what he was uh, upset about. Up and what, oh, okay, yeah, because he also didn't. His mother die the day before that. I don't know. Well, that's all... not what he was upset about. I no, mean, that's, that too. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure he was upset about. <laughs> no, no, no. It, but yeah. I mean, that's what he wasn't going after her about. It. But yeah, I think it might have been around that same time mm. uh, case. But yeah, so. Anyhow, they want to make a movie about it. They want to make a documentary about it. We'll see how that plays out. And then one last story, uh, a character actor. This is sad news. A gentleman by the name of Art Lefleur, a veteran character actor known for The Sandlot and Field of Dreams. Yeah. Passed away. He was 78 years old. Didn't know him by name, but when I saw the picture, I recognized him. Uh, He died after a 10-year battle with uh, atypical Parkinson's. Uh, He was born in Indiana and began his career in the 1978 TV movie, Rescue from Gilligan's Island, <laughs> followed by an episode of Charlie's Angels, and he then appeared in numerous shows from MASH and uh, From Here to Eternity to Doogie Howser and The Incredible Hulk. Uh, he brought uh, laughter. This is a, a statement, I believe, from his wife who said uh, he brought laughter to so many people as Babe Ruth and the Sandlot, the Tooth Fairy in Santa Claus 2 <laughs> and 3, and Chick Gandal in Field of Dreams, to name just a few. Uh, she called him a generous and selfless man, which carried over into his acting. But more importantly, it was who he was for his family and friends. I actually, w- The Sandlot was was on over the weekend, and I watched some of that. Such a great movie. Yeah. Uh, but And that guy, yeah, you recognize his face. You'll see yeah. him, you go, oh, yeah, I've seen him that in a dude. bunch of stuff. Yeah. All right, and I think we are ready for clips. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City, is the origin story of the Umbrella Pharmaceutical Company unleashing evil on the city and the group of survivors banding together to uncover the truth. In this clip, uh, Kaya Scoldelario hmm. talks about working with director Johannes Roberts. Here we go. 
Yeah, Johannes was really adamant about making it a survival horror picture. Uh, and there were days on set where we took a lot of time to focus on building tensions in the scene um, and building atmosphere, as opposed to, you know, big car crash sequences or anything like that, because that's what we feel the fans really want and have really kind of missed and haven't had in a film adaptation before. Uh, so Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, is going to be in theaters this coming Wednesday. That's a story that they can just keep retelling and rebooting because uh, I-, I love that world. Yeah. It's very cool. Yep. All right, next clip. A woman convicted of murder is released from prison and searches for the sisters she was forced to leave behind in the unforgivable. In this clip, Sandra Bullock talks about what drew her to this film. On one level, the fact that you had a murder that happened in a, in a thrill ride that I felt people would get lost in. It was entertainment. It was it kept you hooked in on the edge of your seat. And then underneath, there was tremendous social commentary of what actually exists for millions of millions of people who are born into poverty, who are born into a system that doesn't see them. Okay. Uh, the Unforgivable comes out on uh, Netflix this Wednesday. I want to see that. I did watch the trailer. It looks interesting seeing her play a character like yep, that because yep. she's normally girl next door, uh, you Not know, this the, one. The, the, the object of affection and so on. But, yeah, she's she's playing a um, an ex-con, uh, and it looks interesting. So What I want is another Bird Box movie. That, oh, that yeah. was a good movie. I right. agree. That'd be pretty cool. All right, and your entertainment report for this Monday morning. It's a little gloomy looking, it's a little wet, uh, but we have uh, good news weather-wise because Thanksgiving is looking beautiful. The real deal. That's excellent. Yeah. So uh, hang in there with this stuff, and we'll get through it. We'll take a break, come back in just a moment or two, and forward momentum on the Monday. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR, celebrating 40 years of Pierre on the air. Naturally, when you're on the air as much as Pierre has been, you're going to have a fair amount of influence over your audience. And such was the case with one Central Jersey listener who grew up to have an audience of his own by the name of John Stewart. People uh, were actually wondering if you grew up listening to MMR. Yeah, I grew up listening to MMR. I grew up listening to Pierre Robert, for God's sakes. Really? Yeah. Central Jersey or North Jersey? Central Jersey, Mercer County. Well, yeah, MMR was the one that gave you the first taste of uh, of the danger. <laughs> the danger? Yeah, because uh, the other stations, you know, you sort of grew up listening to, there was an AM station. All right. And that was the one that uh, taught you a little bit about, like, the fifth dimension <laughs> and uh, uh, those kinds of bands. And then you'd head down to MMR, and, and uh, they'd introduce you to Led Zeppelin. Excellent. And then Excellent. you realized that there were things that you could, uh, let's say, grow and smoke. <laughs> let's just say that. Hey, this is John Stewart. You're listening to Pierre Robert on WMMR, the station and the DJ that corrupted me as a youth. God bless Pierre Robert. The tightest show in radio. Congratulations from all of us at MMR. All right, so you know what? It's time to feed our minds stats and studies and scientific conclusions. Wow. Yes. We need to head to the campus of the Just Saying Institute this morning. The Just Saying Institute, mm. home of the brand new amusement park, Kathy Romano's Activity World. <laughs> Activity World. I love it. exciting, doesn't well, it? Well, we need something for uh, our morale at yes. the Just Saying Institute as well. Not only we need to feed our minds, but we need to entertain ourselves. Absolutely. So I understand that. So, science now proves that the bond between grandmothers and their grandkids is a special one. Oh, like we needed that, huh? Well, even, well, it did. 
Uh, Emory University researchers scanned the brains of grandmothers as they looked at photos of their grandchildren and as they looked at photos of their own adult children. Hi, Grandmom! And they found that uh, the grandma's brains showed more cognitive empathy, trying, which is trying to understand what someone is thinking and why. And they, they showed more of that when viewing photos of their grandchildren compared to when viewing photos of their adult children. Don't we have the audio of the full experiment, Casey, where they play that steady stream of, of gibberish to see if grandma can comprehend that? Yeah, see if yeah, you yeah. can find that because grandmothers have a way of tuning into their grandkids. Right, right. And no matter what they're saying. And uh, the researchers say that the cute factor of young kids likely plays a role in the results, which ultimately showed a stronger emotional response to grandchildren. Do you think it's also because you have less of an obligation to your grandchildren? That's part of it. That's what I'm going to have to say, right? I think it is. So in the test, uh, grandmothers, do we have this ready to go? Mm -hmm. Grandmothers were play this, and they could actually decipher it. Here we go. Hi, Grandmom. And they, they, like, they lit up. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they know what that means. <laughs> yeah. And they get excited. One more time on that. If you they hear the little tyke say. Hi, Grandma. Oh, he's delightful. I think this would also be similar, knowing that uh, I, as an uncle... Um, have the benefit of um, corrupting children without all of the ramifications, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Not that your grandparents corrupt them, but yeah, I, I could see that. I would be honored if you memorized this. The I same was way. thinking yeah. of that very thing that I was like, could I pull off the everybody's going to have me on the Baba Tudaba? <clears throat> One more time. With this. Hi, Grandma. That's a hard one. Yeah. I think you could. That would take a lot of work. <laughs> What's the story behind that case? I forget. Uh, I remember it. Yeah, so do you I. You were telling uh, Siri would report, his kids would say things to Siri. Okay. And uh, she would repeat it. Okay. And so he was just demonstrating it. He had the phone out. Right. And he would say this. He would be like, hey, Siri, say, and that's what my son would do. Hi, Grandmom. Hi, Grandmom. And so we shortened it down to hi, Grandmom. Why was it ending in hi, Grandmom? Because that's how he ended it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why he was saying hi, Grandmom at the end. Hi, Grandmom. So to me, that would be you play that for an experiment. You're going to get some great results. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm grateful to my mom for being a great grandmom to my son. She came and picked him up today and, and drove him to school. And uh, Steve, to your point about like, it's easier for grandparents to be parents than parents to be parents. There's there's a lot less stress. My my mom is terrific, and so is my dad at, at, at being a parent to my dad when he or to to my son when he needs it. Uh, but they don't have to deal with it every day. You know, and, I would think so. And just, yeah, it makes their lives easier. So the lead author, James Rilling, says what really jumps out in the data is the activation in areas of the brain associated with emotional empathy. That suggests that grandmothers are geared toward feeling what their grandchildren are feeling when they interact with them. So they, it's a special relationship. Yeah, yeah. And it's one that can... Uh, as they get older, can kind of wear away, which is unfortunate that happens sometimes, you know? Uh, but hopefully you hang on to that tight relationship with your grandchild. You mean mean it erodes after a while? Me- meaning the grandchild uh, can outgrow. I you know see. What I mean? uh, no longer likes watching Matt Locke and eating butterscotch candy. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I had a, I had a, uh, my great grandmother. I used to spend a lot of time with when I was a little kid, and uh, she would. Uh, you know, like there would be when we would go visit my grandparents because they lived in Kentucky and we lived in a different state. And when they would want to go do stuff and they'd leave me with my great grandmother, we'd have a great time. It was awesome. She was how, this tiny little thing. How old was she at the time? Oh, she was in her 90s. She wow. lived to be 102. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, I think I met, I might have, did I meet? It's, you know, they're, they're blurry memories, mm-hmm. you know, after I was uh, abducted and shipped to Mexico. No, I, I, uh, I, um, <laughs> But yeah, that that to me, you see them on uh, America's Funny Home videos now, and I guess this is a trend on TikTok as well. We get the multi generational family conga lining past the camera. Have you seen these? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I knew my par- my uh, mother's parents, and you know they were great. We grew up with them. She helped my mom go through nursing school, so we spent huh. a lot of time with my grandparents. But um, I didn't really know my dad's mother. Um, okay. She died when I was young, and uh, you know we'll see pictures of her, and she was a, a nut like he he is, you know. So it was like it's kind of sad. I'm like I wish. I would have known her and her personality and what she was like. I, I agree. I envy people who had, you know, or maybe you you'll be you know, be careful what you wish for. But um, both my grandparents, especially my grandmother on my dad's side, was very much into. She, she actually was an entertainer. She was a uh, you know oh, had cool. a dance dance troops and did USO shows and all that stuff. But uh, I would love to have known her more, but it wasn't meant to be. Maybe like Kathy's dad, his mother like had a relationship with like Tommy Dorsey. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, a groupie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, so anyhow, I mean, listen, it's it's pretty obvious, but uh, but this study confirmed that that yes, grandmothers feel more affection toward their grandkids than Hi, their adult children. So uh, maybe it's because of cute little things like this that they say. Hi, Grandma. We, we need to start like a real rave song with that as the beginning. Like, you know, and then like, yeah. the, like the audience. <sighs> Hi, Grandma. Mm-hmm. All right, so anyhow. Hi, Grandma. says, I have my grandma for 25 years, and we used to drink blackberry brandy every Thursday after school when I was in college. Greatest woman ever. They said so. Well, if you had it, yeah, if you had a relationship with your grandmother that close, and that's uh, yeah, that's, that's special, awesome. That's pretty cool. Shout out to do about. Yep, <laughs> bye bye, bye All right, um, here's something else from the Justine Institute, uh, and it has to do with affection. Since we were talking about that, affection, feelings towards your grandmother? No, not towards okay. your grandmother. Right. Uh, hugs. Yes, all hugs are not created equal. Psychologists in London found that longer hugs, between five and ten seconds, were considered. More pleasant than very short hugs, which are one second, and that arm position didn't really seem to matter. Okay, what do you consider a hug that involves penetration? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Sex? Yeah. Oh, sex, yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a pretty good hugger, I think, um, but there are definitely, I agree with this, there, there are some people who do not really have the, uh, who don't know which hug is appropriate at certain mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and then cannot execute a good and proper hug. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> no, I was just thinking, like, I want to see who gives the best hugs. Maybe we should just hug each other. Um, <laughs> wait, I was going to, what the hell was I going to say about hugs? Oh, I know. Uh, what's so awkward is hugging a tall person. Because mm. um, you're hugging their junk. Well, no, you're like hugging their, yeah, like their waist. Yeah, like, yeah. Some of the athletes that have come through here and come into our studio, like, and, you know, we get to know some of them. So when they come in, they a lot of them will give me a hug. And, some of the really tall ones, it's just awkward. And I don't know if it's awkward for them, too, or they're just You're used to that. Well, yeah, because they're so much yeah. taller. But it's like, it's just, you kind of go in with one arm, and I'm like, place my head on their right. stomach. Or you do, you do like, I think if you also, um, like I, there are all sorts of things I think about. First of all, it has the, I let the person indicate to me that they're down with this, you know? Like, I, I don't yeah, want to yeah. overset my bounds. A lot of times I'll keep my hand closed, like, um, behind their back as I'm doing that. You know, like, I'm not... You know, you're not cupping your ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Preston, your approach is uh, admirable because you go in, arms askew. Yes. <laughs> and, and so the you're person knows clear. that a hug is coming their way. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the weird, awkward moment when you go yeah. to get a, give a high five and they want a fist bump. Mm-hmm. And you, you, uh, you're like, oh, wait. No, yeah, oh, yeah, wrong yeah. one. Right. So with a hug, I like to go in. My intention yeah. is we are hugging. Yeah, yeah. We are hugging. I don't want this to be uncomfortable. Right. So, yeah, both arms go out wide yeah. like this. And then you have to decide which one is appropriate. Generally, it's the uh, one arm over, one arm under. Okay. Yeah. Uh, under arms. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the... Here, stand up. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you an example. Okay. <laughs> See, I told you you're going to hug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this okay. is... Yeah. Yo, yeah. 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 Little double pat. Yeah. Okay, now... Then these, there's the everything's going to be okay hug, oh. which is my both arms go above, and it's oh. like this. That's oh. okay. Uh, that's, that's right. that is, a, that is a consolation. Okay, a do you want to see my, my standard hug when yeah, I get yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, hold on, I'm not done. Wait, I'm not wait, done. Oh, oh, there's another one. Yeah, then You've got a troika. Then there's the embrace, which they go under. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this. Right. Um, that's when you need a hug. Yeah. That's yeah. when I need yeah. a hug. Yeah. Right. When my arms go under the other person's then arms. Steve wants yes. to come in and give you a I hug. I need a Preston. hug. <laughs> oh, no, no, you got to do Okay, what are we doing? Steve's going to show you how he. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, God, this is awkward. Steve okay? This is terrible. Okay, buddy. Is Steve okay? <laughs> <laughs> Steve did. He started, he, he like, it's the pre fetal position. Yeah, seriously. He started to, to, was that uncomfortable or yes. was that right? That was no, you needed a hug. Oh, <laughs> you needed a hug. <laughs> See, so it's okay, and I can give that. I always do one arm. You, you don't? do the one arm hug because yeah. you don't. I I understand why you the person. I think I you, keep... your response to the one arm will indicate whether the second arm is going to be used. Correct. Uh, wait it, for me. Like if so, I'm going to. So use if my... you're extending out and the other person starts to to go really. No, you... I I oh, stick you stay with the one arm. arm. Wow. I think it's so my head stays away from their face. Yeah. that's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. Because a one arm hug, let's let's demonstrate the one arm right. hug, which is yeah. Oh, stay. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm perfect. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. Uh, that's fraternal. Yeah. Perpendicular to it. However, if you do this, we <laughs> don't turn all the way. 100 percent Preston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the that's bro the bro hug. hug. Yeah. That's, bro hug. Well, so yeah, you're dapping them up, you know. Yeah. Still, let's dap yeah. me up, and then you, you just uh, one finger. Anally, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Depending on the relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. My uh, my brother Josh hugs way too hard. He comes in and he squeezes. Yeah. And, and I love Josh to death, but it's it's too forceful. Yep. And I've seen people recoil afterwards. Yeah. I don't like that either. I don't. It's, it's like the too firm handshake as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. It's like Bob or not Bob Kelly, uh, Joe Watson. Oh my God. You know. Yeah. Wait. What is, does he like? Squeeze you? Yes. He has, he has I've had people strength. do that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think he's he doesn't know his own strength. Yeah. That's that's the right way of putting it. You can almost like. Uh, 
have to, you can't breathe for a moment. It's like, mm-hmm. you kind of like a lose awkward. a little bit of your breath. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've All got right. a friend who doesn't like hugs, though. Like, and she'll, I remember one time we were like leaving somewhere and I, I gave her a hug and she's like, yeah, I don't do hugs. And I was like, yep, got it. No problem. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, if you're, if it's. Nothing you like, then if you make that statement, then everyone knows. My favorite thing is seeing uh, when Gary Lauer goes in for a Oh, he tried to kiss you before. I like, love uh, Do you know what that. correlates to that? <laughs> it, what correlates to that is Beverly D'Angelo in... Yeah. Uh, in uh, uh, with, a Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Vacation. Yeah. 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 When Eddie comes in and she's going... She's, she's like, like like a dog refusing a pill in a pill pocket. Yeah, well, but and by the way, he doesn't go in for a hug. He goes in for a kiss. Yeah, yeah. I know. And I know. so, yeah, I've given him like the top of my head. Yeah, and I've gotten like full, like wet kiss on the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, we are not going to do that. Um, I hugged a lady in a couple of months ago. Afterwards, I was like. In my mind, I was like, she didn't want to hug. Uh, but she was giving me the indication that she was going in for a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but when it was all said and done, I was like, God damn it. She didn't want that hug, and I hugged her. But, like, she made me think that she wanted a hug. And I just met her. I mean, like. Those mis- misread signals oh. are some of the most awkward things. That's why I, I try to leave the, um, I'm, I'm going to gauge the response of my initial Mm-hmm. surface type hug and if they want more I'll give them more. So researchers note the results suggest that special care should be taken to avoid extremely brief hugs though they admit that they do not know exactly when a hug becomes too long and awkward. I think if um, you are still hugging them as they're driving home from the back seat that's, that's probably too much. Uh, the finding could help design friendlier seeming robots as in the past, they've been evaluated less positively after giving hugs that are too short. Who the hell's hugging robots? What is this? What? Where are these huggable robots? I don't know why that's even yeah. included in there. Uh, no, don't worry here. about that one. Okay. Uh, I will go to a call. I'm going to go to Gina. Hi, Gina. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Oh, thank you, Gina. What's up? So if COVID has been good for one thing, it's been for anti-huggers because I hate hugs, and now COVID is my excuse to not have to hug people anymore. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. I want, I want you to, to quantify that. So you hate hugs, period, even people that you really, really like? No. If you are not my wife or my kids, then I don't want to hug you. Okay. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I, I think that's, that's reasonable. Um, yeah. How are you as far as handshakes or fist bumps or things of that nature? Uh, I'm a very firm handshaker, so okay. I also, uh, it's kind of the opposite effect, because if you have a weak or limp handshake, I also, you know, don't want to... You don't like the uh, the dead fish. Either, so. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Right. Yeah. All right, thank you. We appreciate Thanks, it, Gina. Guys. All right, so uh, hugging, yes, but they, they found the longer the hugs, between five and ten seconds, they were considered more pleasant yeah. than the really short hugs. So you don't want to give a... Super short hugs. Give it like a little, just a little hang in there. I think, I think that's a big turnoff if you just give the perfunctory, like, like almost like a, a body tap and move on. Like, I don't want to have, I'm not into this. Uh, the best is in uh, Groundhog Day, Ned Ryerson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where Phil hangs on for a while. I'm not sure if you have anywhere to go right now. <laughs> that's the best. There is it's good, uncomfortable. Uh, there's a good robot hug in uh, Short Circuit 2, Johnny Five. Uh, uh, is Fisher, there? Fisher Stevens, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see what else we have here in the JSI. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Americans and how addicted we are to our phones. Yes, we are. Um, My uncle told me. There was a new survey that found just how addicted we are, even using them at places like weddings and funerals, in the bathroom, and after sex. Uh, In the poll, 
Uh, 99% said that they use their phone while watching TV. 88% while walking on the sidewalk. 78% while at a concert. And 73% while walking their dog. So I will say this. I've noticed... Um, now, I'm, I'm kind of like the quasi-noticer now, person, but uh, <laughs> the, um, the use of the phone um, amongst the general population has gotten to the point where I am noticing it much more as far as people walking with the phones, mm-hmm. as far as people... Now, I know, Case, you say you, you always watch watch TV looking at the phone. Mm-hmm. My wife is constantly playing games on her phone, constantly. And, and so uh, I've just noticed, in general, as I peruse the environment around me, more people locked on their screens. I can't stand it when... You know, we as a family, or my wife or, and I have decided to watch something together. Right. And I look over and I see my family members on their phone. And I'm like, I feel like saying, what are we even doing here? Okay, I'll just watch this and I'll have a little discussion right. by myself about how much I liked it or didn't like it. What you know, co- I, th- I thought this is kind of a communal experience that we're having. So you can comment on it. Yeah, and, yeah. They're, and they're on their phones. And I feel kind of... I don't know why you get offended by that. I feel a little hurt by that. You don't know why? No, I don't. It's if you've asked someone to watch something with okay. you, yeah, yeah, you would like you want them to give a little bit of attention to it. I can understand that if you're just passively wa- sitting there watching TV and channel surfing, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but if you say, I, I "Really, let's sit down, hey, and let's watch this. watch this," right? Yeah, I can't have my phone. You have, you have essentially assigned people. I'm sorry, Kathy, you're assigning people something. Like, I, so no, 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 no. We've agreed upon something. Okay, it's I, I, I know. I don't. Because so I'm, you're I, one of those. Well, I, I'm on the receiving end of your ire. We watched the, the stand together, and like you, I could feel you looking at me, right? But like you don't know what I'm looking up. I could be looking up, and I do this quite a bit when I watch TV. IMDb. Okay. Oh, who is that person? Okay, I'm going to take a look at this. And you know, you know, sometimes it's words with friends, and then other times it's not. But I, but I had been on the receiving end of that, and it's like, I, why are you getting so pissed off? It's like, well, this is how I, I watch TV. He thinks you're not paying attention. So for me, I can't. So what if but, I'm not paying attention? Well, because I'm talking about for his wife. If yeah. he, if he wants to watch something with his wife, then you think, okay, now she's not watching it, and she's not going to be invested in it. Like I can't have my phone if I'm watching TV. I'm watching TV. My phone can't be near me because otherwise. I, I won't pay attention. I won't yeah. know what's going on on the TV. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll do something like now. I'll look over and I'll see that uh, <laughs> that she's looking down her phone. And I'll say, uh, it says on the screen three years later. You know, like, there's a, right, like, right, there's yeah, a yeah. segue, a, a big leap forward. Three years later, that might be important, a little plot point that's in the great movie. Looking out you should, that's you. good looking out. That's that's a great that's a great co-pilot right. I shouldn't there. have to do that. You should pause pause the, uh, the the TV and just say, "What did Chloe just say?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I start quizzing. <laughs> I didn't know we were taking a test here. I didn't know that there was going to be a no, freaking. No. Uh, I can see on his level. Exam at the but end at, of this. at a certain point, okay, then I'm just going to watch it. Yeah, but that's fine. But but I mean, if you said, this, "Hey, this is something I'd really like you to see. I think you're going to enjoy it." Yeah. And as the person started sculpting in front of you, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a distraction. Or if yeah. uh, if they weren't interested in the first place then or, or if they're watching no, it I'm not and they're just it. not into yeah. it i get it go ahead leave i i'm liking this i'm gonna yeah. finish watching it you know i understand that well and here's part of this so i i'm trying to find the article and i can't find it but um i read like it was an alarming stat of how much time it takes you like when you pick up your phone 
you get you get an alert. You pick up your phone. Let me see who texted me. And the process that you go through before you actually put your phone down, like nobody's actually, or most times it was saying that they're not actually just reading the text. So once they're in their phone, they then are clearing something else out, an email, or they're going to check Instagram really quick. So it went through like all yeah. of the, and and how many apps they actually click on before they then turn the phone off. As if you're not aware of because you're, down. you're so, so it, you're so perfunctory about it. Right, exactly. So it would kind of make like what you're talking about. It would make sense if you're picking the phone up you're not just doing that one thing you're probably doing a few others which is taking your attention away from whatever you're watching on tv it's always text calls calendar pornhub yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> i told you one time and it just speaks to the, the attention span there was a time when i was i sat down to play a video game yeah and uh i there was a um I don't know if it was like a, 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 a cutaway scene or something like that that was going to take some time. So right. what did I do? I whipped out my phone and I started playing a different game. <laughs> and then I realized what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. God. Uh-huh. I can't even. My attention span, I can't wait 45 seconds or however long this, this little cutaway is that I need to keep myself entertained. That's sad. It's the deadening of, of, um, of <laughs> you don't want to make these big sweeping statements, but of, of attention. Uh, 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 to let things breathe and enjoy them. Stallone was talking about it, like in the, the clips that uh, that uh, Marissa got at the Rocky Four re-edit. Uh, and the, the pacing is, is so staccato these days and so quick that a movie that actually just takes a little time to breathe, watching The Godfather, the opening scene in The Godfather is this static shot of, you know, I believe in America. You know, that... That would have been 200 cuts right. if it was a Marvel film, you know? Uh, so th- I think you lose something. But, what you know, what am I? I don't know the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow. I just say hi, Grandmom, and go home. <laughs> yep. So it, it happens in a questionable in the questionable category. This is, by the way, going back to this study that shows that we are using our uh, phones in uh, a lot of situations. So this one says, more dangerously, 42% said they look at their phone while crossing the street, uh. and one-third while biking or skating. You remember that app, Preston, and, and it's I don't know if people have taken advantage of it, but it, it is an app that goes through, keeps the camera active so that you're, what you're looking at is an overlay on your active camera right. so that you can see where you're going. All right. uh, 60% admit they use their phone during a religious service. Uh, half had done so during a wedding and 30% at a funeral or a wake. Case, when you're at church, do you sit there and look at your phone? No. Okay, why not? No. Because it's up on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Listen, if I'm uh, at the movies yeah. or in the middle of a church service, no, I, I don't. It's foreboding. I, it's foreboding. Right. Okay, because that's in that. public. All right. Yeah. Uh, n- Would you do it at a wake? Would you, would you would you rest if it's an open coffin wake? Would you rest your phone on the chin of the deceased? Listen, I've gotten to not you know, the ceremony though, yeah. or like or not? Do you call it a ceremony? What do you call it? Yeah, sure, like, ceremony, okay, yeah. Like, the party. No, but yeah. if you're just sitting in the yeah. the funeral home and right. you've already paid your respects and you're just kind of sitting there waiting, I, yeah, I would pull out my phone. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Like when you are like. If you have to go, I've been in the church for ceremonies and, you know, like, let's say Christmas, for instance, yeah. you have to get to mass, God, 45 minutes. If you want to get a good seat, yes, I will sit on my phone and wait for the, the service to start. But the second the, the processional starts, yeah, the phone goes away. The iPad comes out. <laughs> yeah. How often and when do you guys physically separate yourselves from your phone? When I go to sleep. That's it? That's well, the only time? How physically? Yeah, like put your phone someplace else to not... To explicitly avoid picking it up. When I come what? home, I put it in the charger. 
and then I'll check it around the time that we have our conference call. So mm-hmm. you walk away first, Rich. yeah, yeah. yeah and if then I'm I'll at do... home, I leave my phone. I don't have my phone on me. So if I'm at home, if I'm doing things at the house or whatever, no, the phone is in another room, and especially if I'm watching TV. Yeah, I do that a lot. I, I just can't. leave it somewhere else. I cannot. I uh, when I leave here, you're a producer. Though. I'm a producer, yeah. and so I'm. I have to check my email. It seems like every, at least every half hour or so, just to make sure that I'm not missing something, and and it happens quite a bit. Paul like, Abdul interview, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on, I want I want to go to this call. This is a good idea for me. Hi, Evan. Uh, good morning. Hey. Um, yes. Whenever my wife and me are watching something together, if she's playing on her phone, sometimes <laughs> I'll just include like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that just happened." And, like, what? and I'll be like, um. Oh, yeah, and, you know, and I just start making stuff up. And then later on in the movie, she's like, why Why didn't they ever get back to that thing you said? <laughs> That's a great idea. I love that, Evan. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Right, it's it's like when you, um, I can see on some level, you know, it's like when you listen to the song and you want the person to listen, you yeah. know. Yeah, and and so that and on that certain level, that's a communal thing. But if the rules already set ahead of time, and the person you're just sitting there watching or listening to music, you have at it. Whatever, but, if, yeah. but if you've kind of made an appointment, right. We're going to watch this movie tonight. Yeah. We're going to watch this episode, of this show, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, because I want somebody to talk to about it. Right? Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, that's a, it's like reading the same book. You want to talk about it. So it's like Oprah's book club. Ninety uh, percent regularly use their phone while sitting on the toilet. Yeah, definitely. Forty percent <laughs> say that the first thing they do after having sex. Is check their phone. Preston, in my bathroom, and I thought when we first bought the house, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like this because I have my own bathroom. And there is a build-out over the radiator that's like a shelf with mm-hmm. the thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be sitting right in front of this goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. It has now become my office. Oh, <laughs> The sure. iPad, the connector. Yeah. The, yes. It's like, yes. Uh, all I need is a receptionist sitting outside the bathroom. 33% uh, confess that phone notifications have distracted them during sex. Huh. So they'll be in the throes of passion. And their phone will be on, and they will hear a chime or something like that, and it will get them off the game. They'll hear my grandma. I got to take this. That that is a great ringtone, specifically for your grandmother. Yes, if you can assign that, grandma, that would be a great one. So, all right, one. Oh God, I love you. One more thing. Uh, for from the Just Saying Institute. Uh, hang on a second here. I want to keep it kind of short. Um. The music okay. is very inspiring for the Just Saying Institute. It just makes you think about learning. All right. How about this one? Uh, there was a study that was done uh, that says being sedentary has been linked to increased feelings of anxiety and depression. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. If you sit in the basement. University researchers found people who spent a higher amount of time sitting between April and June of last year were likely to have increased symptoms of depression. Uh, the researcher, Jacob Meyer... Uh, added, uh, sitting is a sneaky behavior. It's something that we all that we do all the time without thinking about it. Uh, Stillmeyer says this study cannot prove causation, and that it's possible that people who were more depressed sat more, or that people who sat more became more depressed, or that there was some other factor that researchers did not identify. This sounds kind of vague. Know anything. Yeah. Sounds kind of vague here. <laughs> I think so, but I'm not sure. I mean, I was sitting when I came to this conclusion. Maybe I was depressed, or maybe it's great for you. I don't know. Overall, Meyer suggested people take <clears throat> breaks when sitting. For uh, and go do what? Stuff. Go sit some other place? Right, exactly. Usually <sighs> when you take a break, sitting down is what you do. Napping is knocking me out. I got to go I gotta go take a <laughs> I got to go sit <laughs> down for a minute. I kind of get what they're saying here. <laughs> that, like, 
sitting down can lead to depression, or is it the depression that leads to just sitting down? True. Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah. and and if in your mind you're like, all right. Uh, all I want to do because I'm depressed is sit down and do nothing. When in reality, what you should do to combat the depression a little bit is to move some or pull out your phone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Connect with the world. There, there you go. go. On you social definitely. media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll help. All right. That one was stupid. Okay. Right. Uh, do another one. Yeah. Let's do another one. And this not even worthy of the Josephine Institute. Totally. Uh, a study finds that dads who spend more time with their kids have a different brain structure. Compared to less involved fathers, like a like a pyramid shape. I don't know if it is actually <laughs> shape. Oh, oh. Uh. University of Essex researchers found that men who want to actively be involved in childcare and enjoy time with their kids have a larger uh, hypothalamus. Oh, hypothalamus, really? Yes. Yeah, so Interesting. The part of the brain known to play a key role in attachment and parenting. Huh. Researchers you- are unsure whether the uh, hypothalamus increases in size in response to the time with children or whether some men are born with an increased volume. So, um, okay, yes, okay, that, that's that's exactly what I was just going to ask. So, whether whether it right. is a, a product of over time, or a yeah. causality. I don't know. See, look at the words I'm using. Are you are you pretty well versed in the in the 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 physiology of the brain because you, you responded to that a little quickly. bit it, you know hp lovecraft and all that sort of stuff and the the pineal gland and all of those other things that supposedly go into the way we um the hippocampus yeah and the, and the medulla uh, hungry hippo mm-hmm. uh, the, yeah no absolutely I, I, what, what do you think because I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by when they can tap into certain parts of the brain it's interesting and open up memories that have not been apparent to the person prior to that surgery or part to that procedure yeah i think there's a whole wealth of stuff there that is still to be discovered. Oh yeah, definitely. I've I have a friend who's a neurosurgeon and and he you know, I'll ask him questions about yeah. this stuff from time to time and I immediately get lost. Uh, but like the like the frontal lobe, you can you can remove huge chunks of it and you're fine. It, it is weird, wild, right? I would not want to do that no. voluntarily because no. I like the way my hats sit. Yes. Yeah. But that's why you've seen some people who have uh, who've had a brain injury, like dented, and they have a big dent yeah. in there because they took out part of their uh, their brain, and they can still function just fine. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting. I wonder in those dent in those situations, and we've seen them. Can mm-hmm. is there anything that can be done to correct that? Oh, to just uh, like, like, like a um, wood um, caulk or no? What, yeah, what's the yeah. word I'm looking for? Uh, to, a, to fill it in, I guess. Yes, right. Or I was, I was looking for. Uh, Something medical. Not plastic surgery, but a... Ne- never mind. Reconstructive? Anyway. Yeah, no, it's it's a word that I can't think of because part of my frontal lobe is gone <laughs> and I can't remember it. Um, Let me tap on the electrode to your brain and see if we can get... Not prosthetic, but... Um, aesthetic. All right, yeah, yeah. To have the aesthetic of having a full head there. I don't know. Maybe they can do that. Or you could just wear really cool hats. I think so. You know, all the time. Awesome lid, bro. A researcher says uh, dads, like moms, are biologically wired to be parents. Our data revealed that this can be seen in dad's brain's anatomy, as well as brain-to-brain synchrony with their kids, and especially so for and especially so for more competent and involved fathers. So there's something specifically different about dads, physiologically different about dads who spend more time with their children. Right, well, all right. So I so I hear this from parents all the time. Do you think that they, I mean, in general, do you think you spend enough time with your children? Yeah. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Oh, I was no. just going to say, there's nobody that would say no. <laughs> you just did. Spend enough? I would love to spend more time with my kids, if, if that's what you mean by yeah. that. Yeah. 
What about um, you? I know, Kathy, you you dote a little bit, yeah. What with Jace? I mean, you you you're 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 very involved in activities. Oh God, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you why. Because I've he's got, your test subject for French toast. I've got a 21 year old who I hardly <laughs> see anymore because he's working full time. Yes, there you uh, go. I got a 19 year old who's starting to branch out and and go away from the house more. So that's what I mean by wanting to spend more time with him. Absolutely, my my kids are getting older. It's so the Harry Chapin syndrome. Have gotten older, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah so. cat to the cradle. Yeah. So, anyhow. That's all I have. Now you make me feel like a bad parent. Yeah, Why? Surely no one would say. Uh, surely no one would say they want to spend time sit- with their Only a scumbag would say that. Nobody's going to say no. I don't spend enough time. But you, you weren't saying like, no, I'm, I'm partially a deadbeat dad because I'm on my phone watching TV. No, you're, you're. I know what you're saying. Your kids are older, and yeah, it's different the, for you. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not around as much because they have their own lives. Right, yeah, and like that's to. why. Uh, if you do have younger children, like spend as much time as you can because at a certain point they're going to yeah. leave oh, yeah. the nest. Or as some it. parents mm-hmm. do, you build a sub basement yeah. where you keep them. <laughs> so I saw a guy on Saturday who had four children with him and they were all really little, right? Yeah. I think maybe the oldest might have been around six years old. And I was talking to him about that, you know, because at one yeah. point we had three kids under four. And uh, and I I miss that and and so that part of their lives like that that what, what I call floor time where you know you're just kind of like wrestling with them yeah. and playing with them like you know that's that's just a short amount of time that you get and you know people always <laughs> you can like, do it when they're adults it just seems a little weirder right you know but people are like you know oh I can't wait until they can do this or do that and yeah. it's like well. Yes, you can. And just wait because enjoy the time that you have now. And you did do that, Preston. Uh, oh, yeah. And so I have um, I have a digital frame in our kitchen. Mm. And I spend a lot of time of the day as I walk by and I see that. And I'll say out loud, I'll go, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, are, you, are you like Jamie Chase in Christmas Vacations watching the film sitting up in the, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, man. It's yeah. little stuff. That was so awesome. A physical pain. Like, when you see that yeah. and experience that, it's it's a palpable miss. But, Casey, I think the hardest part when you're dealing with floor time is to recognize during those ages that uh, this isn't stressful, that I should be enjoying this. Yeah. Because while you're going right. through it, it, it can be a lot. And you're like, all I want to do is go to sleep. But looking back on it, you miss it terribly. Yeah, yeah. Someday I'll miss this if you right. just if you just remind yourself of that, and uh, and Hi, someday I'll be, be crying. Hi, Grandma. Actually, it'd have to be slower to be sadder, right? Yeah. Can you do that? Hi, Grandma. Hang on, I got to turn it Oh, dear God. What happened to you? Uh, you were like six years old, and they turned around, and you're a monster. All right. Anyhow, uh, we have to leave the Institute. We're oh. closing up shop. It's uh, finished for the day. Fall break. Uh, but we did yes. appreciate uh, yeah. strolling the campus this morning. The new uh, Kathy Romano. Yes, the Kathy Romano Activity World. Activity World. The number one amusement park yeah. in that campus. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the bizarre file awaits, my friends. Stay with us, because we won't be gone very long. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Las Vegas police said that a man tried to skip out on a $4,000 restaurant bill and then made a bomb threat at the Bellagio last week. (laughs) Greg Cohen, officers were called to, by the way, he's the the name of the guy is Greg Cohen, and officers were called to Las Vegas Strip property around 3.30 p.m. When officers arrived, casino security told them that Cohen had been eating and drinking in Spago, a restaurant in the casino, and had a bill of $4,312.75. Well, that's a hefty tab. He reportedly got up and left, saying that he was using the bathroom. Huh. <clears throat> According to the restaurant's manager, Cohen had ordered seafood and a bottle of Dom Perignon, then socialized with women nearby and bought them champagne. Uh, the manager then said he saw Cohen at a table game. Uh, so to rack up $4,000, yeah. even if it's dumb, how many freaking bottles are you going to have to order and how much food would you have had to have ordered to run that up? It's crazy. <clears throat> Cohen was asked to return to the restaurant to pay the bill. The report said Cohen stated he, that he had $10,000 to pay, but then he emptied his pockets and he had no money at all. <laughs> he just had a rabbit's foot and some Cracker Jacks. <laughs> he was taken into security custody. When waiting for a police to arrive, security said uh, that Cohen had said, I'll bet if there was a bomb, they'd get here really fast. Uh-huh. When asked directly if he placed a bomb in the casino, Cohen reportedly said, there is a bomb. And then he rep- repeated the word bomb multiple times. Bomb, 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 bomb. <clears throat> Court records show Cohen is charged with communicating a bomb threat and then uh, theft and defrauding a proprietor. He's expected back in court on the 1st of December, by the way. Yeah, even though the price is being jacked up at the casinos, that you'd run a four grand tab. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Kathy had this in the news. Sorry, I'm dealing with a little phlegm issue today. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with this. Uh, well, the, we'll go back to this story. Some 80 people ransacked a Nordstrom's department store in Walnut Creek, California on Saturday night, stealing merchandise and assaulting two employees for, before escaping in a large number of cars that were waiting outside uh, that they'd arrived in. Like a uh, fleet. Some of those involved in the San Francisco Bay Area incident, which police called clearly a planned event, were wearing ski masks and carrying crowbars. Wow. Most got away with just three people arrested. Police said in a statement Sunday that they were reviewing surveillance footage to try and identify other suspects. I got to believe they're going to nab some of those people. I mean, it's 80 of them, and you got all these cars. Tons they of footage. have to get some footage. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. And clear footage, what I saw. That is just yeah. wild that that happened. 80 people and how they the organized. Balls. Yeah, I'm really curious about that. All right, Whitefish, Montana is known for fly fishing and hiking trails studded with yellow aspen trees. But after Silicon Valley billionaire Michael Gogan took up residence in the Rocky Mountain town several years ago, he transformed it into his private fiefdom, a dark banana republic where he allegedly controls local law enforcement and a harem of young women. 
This is troubling. The bombshell allegations, which also include claims of Gogan ordering his security chief to kill detractors, are contained in a lengthy civil complaint recently filed in the United States District Court for the District of Montana. According to court papers, Gogan, who is 57, employs hundreds of residents in companies he controls and owns a series of luxury safe houses where he takes dozens of young women for sex. And he has a spreadsheet documenting his sexual encounters with 5,000 women and even outfitted a local bar that he owns with a basement, quote, boom, boom room, which features a stripper pole. The The boom, boom room. Yeah. The underground enclave is allegedly used to maintain women for the purpose of committing illicit sexual activity. The complaint, which seeks more than $800 million in damages, was filed by four former employees who set up Gogan's uh, Amnentor Group, LLC, which is a security contractor that has clients around the world. And now Gogan is wrapped up in a mystery that just keeps getting messier as a person after, as person after person has apparently tried to take him down, only to end up taken down them to be taken down themselves. Originally from Bedford, Massachusetts, uh, Gogan joined the venture investment f- uh, firm Sequoia Capital uh, in 1996. Uh, companies including he was he was already known for taking smart early bets on companies including Apple, Cisco. Uh, would later generate buzz and money for getting behind brands that would uh, become enormous, like Google, YouTube, right. PayPal, and Instagram among them. So he was really good at this stuff. But he had gotten a share of the Google deal and, as Bloomberg reported, frequently appeared on the Forbes Midas list for his ability to find and fund winning technologies. But things came to a crashing halt in 2016 when his former mistress, Amber Baptiste, an exotic dancer from Canada, I remember this, accused him of constant sexual abuse, including countless hours of forced sodomy. And it goes into great detail yeah, yeah, yeah. about some horrible things that this guy did. But apparently, and this is why I put it in the bizarre file, he has this whole area of his under his control he's like a like a marvel villain yeah Yeah. and so they are they're going after him and it's going to be interesting to see this play out in court and how far this guy took it yeah crazy all right and then one more story and we will wrap it up uh how about this one more details in kentucky have been released about a shooting friday afternoon that started with an argument over a cb radio they still have those. Yeah, believe it or not. The shooting suspect is Noah Breaker. Breaker. Noah Bolin Jr. Uh, deputies say Bolin drove to the home of William Danny Johnson, where the two met in the driveway. And the shooting happened. Deputies say Bolin proceeded to beat Johnson after the shooting as well. Where's my radio? Uh, Johnson suffered a gunshot wound to the stomach and right side. He was flown to the hospital and he underwent surgery Friday evening. Investigators say both men are in their 60s and they've known one another since high school. Man. Bolin faces a first degree assault. The victim's son says he feels that it should be an attempted murder charge. Investigators say Johnson, listen to this, was shot with a revolver that shoots 410 bore shotgun shells. Holy hell. It's a handgun that shoots shotgun shells. I don't like that. Um, When asked what led to the dispute, uh, the sheriff said just personal things over the years, I think, had been built up. Hard feelings for many years. The shooter said he had just taken all that he could take and was pushed over the limit on the CB radio. So, um... Do truckers still uh, use CB radio a lot? I assume that they do. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you for sure or not. But I, I remember when they were all the rage, and yeah. I think we got, what do we get? A, a Pace, I think was the name brand of the Citizen CB radio. That sounds familiar. Huge whipping antenna on the back of a Subaru. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was crazy, yeah. Yeah, I was deep in the CB culture oh, yeah. as well. Once Smokey and the Bandit hit, I mean, come on, come on man. You had to. You <laughs> had Gotta to. get your convoy. What's your 20? Yep. All right. <laughs> What's your 20? <laughs> 
Uh, all right, and there you go. That and uh, bathroom is going ten one hundred. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, really? Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> what go does what's your twenty mean? I don't. Where are you? Yeah. Oh, what's okay. your location? Okay. Yeah. What's your twenty, good buddy? Good buddy. You know what a bear is? Yeah, it's a manly uh, sexual, yeah. uh, homosexual <laughs> guy. No bears were uh, state police. troopers, right? Police officers. Yeah. Yeah. Got so, it. There you go. Oh, what? Smokey. The bear yeah. and the bandit. Smokey and the bandit. Yeah, exactly. Ah, so the Smokies, yeah, yeah. Smokies were cops. Yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. This has been your CB Radio Thanks, update guys. on the Preston and Steve Show. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to have our buddy Rick Williams on the show in yeah. a little while to talk about the Duncan Thanksgiving Day Parade on 6ABC. It's going to be awesome. And the weather's going to cooperate wonderfully. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. Did they make it happen? We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hi, this is James Hawker, Senior Council Representative for the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, Local 158. Our carpenters have been proud contributors to the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger for years now. It is our highly skilled and best trained carpenters who build the facility that houses this important Philadelphia calls. You can learn more about our training and what we do in the community at EASCarpenters.org or on social media at EAS Carpenters. Congratulations to Preston and Steve for another successful year. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I have something I want to talk about in an article, but first, in this last bizarre file, we had a story about a guy killing a guy because they got in an argument over the CB radio. Oh, yes. And we mentioned a couple of CB slang terms. Right. Nick pulled up a full list of CB slang terms. All right. And I wanted him to... To test us on that. All right. Just just for a second. Here. Okay. Let's see how see good we, we are. Nick, can you uh, rattle a few off and see if we know what they are? Sure. And you guys hinted about a few that you knew already, like a smoky. You guys right. It was a, and so, and a lot of them sort of go hand in hand. So a bear is a... That's a police officer. Yeah. Right. All right. What is a baby bear? A rookie police officer. Very good. What is a bear's cave? Uh, uh, police station. Very good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's a bear trap? Uh, a, oh, speed a radar trap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Radar yeah. speed trap. Radar, yeah. yeah. A bear with ears. Uh, that means that they are listening to you on the CB. Very good. Because the bear have their ears on. It would have Smokey, was, Smokey would always do that. Yeah. Bears, you know, be careful. Bears got their ears on. Yeah. Okay. I was doing some long haul trucking and I, uh, I got nabbed by Smokey. What is a, uh, I like this one, a flying donut. Uh, uh, is that a helicopter? What kind of hel- uh, a police, police helicopter? helicopter. Very good. <laughs> yes. Flying donut. A flying nice. donut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an evil Knievel. A cop on a motorcycle. Very good. Yeah. A full-grown bear. A full-grown bear? Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Sheriff? Nope. Um, State police. Very good, Kathy. Nice. All right. Uh, a local yokel. Uh, that's a, a local Logo. police officer. Yeah. 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 I like this one, too. A Kojak with a Kodak. That's uh, the radar. Yeah. Police yeah. officer holding a radar. Yeah, yeah running yeah. a radar. Yeah. Uh, a polar bear. Uh, oh, a polar bear would be... Oh, that's a good one. A polar bear. Huh. A, a uh, Mountie? Undercover? Uh, undercover, un, uh, unmarked, unmarked police. Unmarked car. Yeah. Okay. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Ah, that's right, because a lot of times they'd be white cars. Yeah. Uh, this one is just funny. Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> Two. Uh, I don't know what you would call Two that. Two cops. Two cops. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, <laughs> it's all police related. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. So, uh, do you want me to uh, go find some other ones? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's, a couple. For what's a, uh, a bulldog? Oh God, I don't know. A Mack Road tractor trailer. Oh, oh there's a, a lot. There's a yeah. lot that deal with the actual trucks that they're driving. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that. A cornflake. <laughs> a cornflake. <laughs> a tractor. A new consolidated freightways truck. Oh, this is no way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I remember things like. Um, Steve, do you remember what the rocking chair is? No. Okay, so a rocking chair was when uh, you could, if you were driving in a car, it would take three trucks, essentially, to protect you. Oh. Uh, it, it would take two lanes. So you'd have a, uh, uh, a semi in front, a semi in back, and you're in between the two, and another semi would pull up on the side, and you were now in the rocking chair. Okay. Uh, so that was... You were obscured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, a, didn't he... Didn't actually... He used that. And they used the that in one yeah. of the Smokey and the Banner. We're going to put him in a rocking chair. This is uh, obscure, but a turkey hearse. A turkey, a turkey hearse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, would that be a truck hauling yeah. chickens or <laughs> that's exactly poultry? right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Cowtown. A dairy truck? Nope. Cowtown. It's a specific place. Oh, a Cowtown. Yeah. Um, Cowtown. Oh, is that uh, Dallas? Close. Very close. Fort Worth. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, right next door. All right, uh, let's see. I'm trying to find some other ones. All right, you, you want some numbers? Sure. Sure. All right, 10-7. Don't know. Signing off. Uh, uh, Do you remember uh, what the emergency channel was, Steve? I, I used to know it, and I don't anymore. What was, was it? It was nine. Nine, yeah. yeah. Where, where if you did have an actual legitimate emergency, you could go into that. Yep. All right, everybody, but, but, threes and eights. Threes and eights. Threes and eights. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well wishes to fellow drivers. Okay. Threes and eights. The main channel uh, was 19. Yes. 19 was where you get a lot of the, the traffic. Breaker 1-9. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you got your first response back from a trucker, oh my God. it was the best. <laughs> yeah. It was oh, my the God. Best. He's speaking to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10-42. Oh, God. I don't remember. Well, you remember, here's one. That you got your ears on? Yeah. Are, yeah. are you listening? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 42? 10-42 is an accident. Okay. Uh, 10-70, reporting a fire. Oh, I don't know any of these. Yeah. I just knew 10-100 and 10-4. And, uh, 2020 is Barbara Walters. Steve, this uh, 2020 was Barbara Walters. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, Steve, this one's for you. A CB Rambo. CB Rambo. Ah. I don't know what that is. All I know is that I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you in Cowtown. I, I'm, oh, I don't it? know. It's pretty to... funny. A radio user who brags about his fr- a fighting prowess but won't actually fight. Oh, okay. So it's like a keyboard warrior. All right. Um, CB Rambo. Yeah. This has been a, a walk down CB lingo. <laughs> <laughs> when you would hear a lot of the, the seasoned truckers communicating uh, over the, the CB, this is decades ago, but you you would you hear a lot of that. A lot you of, couldn't num- understand lot of numerical stuff. And then they, they would dumb it down for, uh, for you, uh, you know, because it was, we had a small car with a... You're driving, you know, along the side, interstate truckers. Yeah. And like, well, I'm, I'm one of you. Well, when this was huge, I'd, I'd, we lived in South Carolina at the time, and Steve, when the, we would hear it, the truckers would be like, hey, man, say, man, say, man, say, man, say, I couldn't understand a damn word they were saying. They'd speak True. fast, southern accent, yep. using the lingo you didn't know what they were saying, and plus their pronunciation was just all over the place. Okay. Baker, Baker, do you have your auditory capability? <laughs> <laughs> Lot, right. li- lot Lizard is on this list. Yeah. Oh, my God. The infamous Lot Lizard. The Lot Lizards. All right, anyhow, thought that would be worth touching on. You want to say something? No, I was just, I, I don't. Got your ears on? I don't have my ears on. No, I don't have any um, 
uh, stories about because we, we were in a sea. But we were like, if you heard the fire alarm go off, we had one of those uh, scanners. Okay. Yeah, please you scanners. Know, yeah, oh, the scanners, and them. we would listen to you know God, those I- things whenever. Okay, so much fun. I and, and I had a portable one, and, and even though they would tell you that like um, cell phones and other stuff weren't able to be monitored on, yes, they were. Oh yeah, I would hear them all the time. Definitely cordless phones. Yeah, uh, not cell phones. Uh, or, but I, I remember the 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 actual. You know, you had the unit sitting in the other part of your house or apartment. It would pick up those no problem because I had a Bearcat scanner. Yeah, and I used to listen to people all the time. Yeah, we yeah. um my my Iowa stereo. That I had in college, picked yeah. up, there was a there was a radio station that picked up my frequency on my cordless phone, <laughs> so I could turn my phone into a speakerphone, essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyhow, well, anyhow, that thank you, Nick, for running those Break terms. Fun. There was something else I thought was worth uh, bringing up. It was an article that uh, Steve sent over to me, and it's from a relationship coach that says that these are the five mistakes that lower your sex appeal and also five things that men and women do that make them appear unsexy. So as we're moving into a time where you're going to be um, maybe going out and socializing or whatever, or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it might be good to know these things yes. and up your uh, up your uh, odds. This is from a leading relationship expert, Luann Ward, who is from Perth, Australia. And she's listed five of these things, and then I'll go through the ones that uh, that men and women do uh, the most to make them unsexy. So, number one, oddly enough, is sleep deprivation. Uh-huh. A lack of sleep was listed as the number one reason why your sex appeal might dip if you're not getting enough sleep. So, uh, I assume that manifests in both uh, your attitude and your physicality, right? Yeah, she said, um, this is according to Ms. Ward, she said, not only does it dull our skin and decrease our energy, but it's also been proven to decrease the appearance of our general attractiveness, health, and emotion. Generally speaking, fatigue and sleep deprivation can make you appear less attractive. So get a good night's sleep. (laughs) That's very general, but I got it. Yeah. All right. Another one is having a negative attitude. Uh, She said, "What the hell does that mean?" That's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) She said, "Being kind and approachable to others will boost your sex appeal, while a negative attitude will lower it." Well, this is that's very obvious. I would think if you're if you're kind of a pissing and moaning kind of person. With this in mind, uh, it's important to be positive and open minded when dating to make great first impressions. Right. Right. Uh, she says, mean girls and guys finish last. While they're often portrayed as the intimidatingly attractive one in Hollywood, a uh, prospective partner with a nasty disposition is likely to have lower sex appeal. I'll says. tell you this, though. A lot of people put on faux personalities in those initial stages of dating mm-hmm. so that, you know, th- th- you're not going to really reveal who you are. So a lot of times it's just play acting. Uh, somebody texted in and said, number one on this list for uh, the least sexy thing you can do is forgetting your jam at home. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it is. Got my jam back. <laughs> uh, playing mind games. You come here often. Playing mind games is number three on this list. Uh, it says, playing the game is often a strategy both men and women take when dating, uh, but that is likely to backfire and won't benefit your sex appeal. Let me ask you, when you would get a uh, a number, how long before you would call the girl that, you know, uh, gave you the number? Uh, definitely not the next day. Right. One, one more day after. One more day. Or if it was going to be the next day, it would be late in the day. Right. Because it would just, you didn't want to seem too eager. Too eager and right. scare them away. You know what I mean? The call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> I'm downstairs. 
come you never come downstairs? Uh, it says here, she says, treating them mean and keep them keen doesn't do anything to raise your appeal. So that's playing mind games. I got one number in my entire life. Really? One time. Wow. Yeah. It was a okay. 10-4? No, it was 10-4. No, I uh, was at Nifty 50s, believe it or not. I was just sitting there eating my pistol pizza, spicy cheese were fries. At the, cr- were you wearing uh, a hat? Did I don't think ha- so. A little diner hat to wear? No, but it was, um, <laughs> I think it was the summer between my junior and senior year of college, and it's so funny. You were just sitting there eating? Just sitting there eating with my friends, and... <laughs> There was a girl who was kind of sitting across at a booth. She was IFing me, and I, and I felt that, right? Yeah. But There was a moisture on the back of your eyeballs. But also, I'm like, am I just like, am I imagining this? But I'm like, she just keeps looking over here, and it's crazy. You can and, tell. You can usually tell. And, but at a certain point uh, of the evening, she got up, and she walked over, yeah. and she threw a, a napkin in front of me, and then kept going to the bathroom, and yeah. her, it was her phone number. Hmm. I never called her. Um, I don't know why I didn't call her, but I just didn't. Uh, but there was. Did a, you find her attractive? I, from my, you know, yeah. recollection, it was, you know, one night in my, you know, it, or was it just the milkshake talking? No, it was probably <laughs> the milkshake talking. No, she. I remember her being cute. Okay, but I, you know, I, I never called her. Did um, she talk to you? No, she just handed your number. Handing me her phone number. It was oh. the only time I ever Dude, that anything. She wanted to bang, man. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Dude, I don't me? even know how old she was. You're you know? nifty, and I'm fifty. <laughs> I mean, she could. Uh, I, at that time, I was probably twenty-one. Okay, right. She could have been 16, 17 years old for all oh, I know. I, I don't know. What's I, your name, Skippy? <laughs> okay. She definitely she wasn't okay. older right. older than me. Casey's one and only time he got a number. That was it. Ah, yeah. interesting. There was a girl, man, that I, we used to go to Cali on uh, Wednesday nights. It was, you know, $5 you get in, 25-cent drinks. And we went there every single Wednesday night. There was one girl every time, like, hey, you know, can I buy you a drink? <laughs> she didn't want anything to do with me. Like, and I... Like I know why do you keep bothering me. I, I like I wasn't out sh- out shooting my uh, you know yeah. my range there. I know like I'm like there's you were th- right in the pocket. And she was right yeah. in my wheelhouse. Right, yeah. she was and cute. she was in a wheelchair. And she was in a wheelchair too. She was cute. She wasn't hot, hot, hot. Right. You know what I mean? But man, she did not want uh, anything to do with me. I was like every every week I'd go there and she's like she's here again. I she's love here. Again. I love your necklace. Yeah. It's a first alert. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wonder now, what she's up to now. I know. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've all had those. Yeah. I wonder why you, if I ever had, if I had ever pursued that, and nine times out of ten it would have been a disaster. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. But the girls you didn't call that you think that you had a shot with that those those linger with you. you sure know? Like, they do. You know, they stick around for probably yeah. your whole life. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> nifty fifty. Now now I want to see this girl. Yeah. Really the nifty fifties girl. No. No. The one that uh, that that you that you fired on all the time and she gave you no response. Well, she's always at the end of the Did bar you? like a female norm. No, it, no, because it was more of like a nightclub. Okay, let me, let me ask you when, you, when you go over and you would ask for her number or you were just trying to... I just, tr- listen, I also was super duper awkward. Yeah. I mean, it's not much different than me today. Um, Hi, great mom. <laughs> um, but it was more like, I'm like, I don't even know what to say to her. Like, right. hey, man. You, you like, just walk up yeah. in gibberish. Yeah. Hi, grandma. You leave, go. please. <laughs> we got to go. We got to go. go. Oh, God, I love you. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, every single week she was there, I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway. Every week. You know, and like, 
I could totally afford to buy a drink. Right, yeah, 25 yeah. cents. I'm 25 like, hey, cents. You want four drinks? Yeah. So, do you, you want 40 drinks? <laughs> so you had, a, you had a crush on her. I did. You had a crush. Crushes are hard, man. I don't oh know what her God. name was. And I don't know where she's from. Like, they're hard to get over. I think about the crushes that I have, and I still remember them. And, uh, and it's, you know... Why wasn't I good enough? You yeah. know what I mean? It's you kind of the me. thing that goes through You know your mind. what, though? You were, life was laying it out for you so that you ended up with the, per, you know, like. I know. It, it Listen. All, but and, it doesn't mean you you can't look back and yeah. say, I wonder if. I'm thoroughly happy and, and yeah. I, I'm where I need to be. Uh, but you know what? I, I could have nailed a couple here <laughs> yeah. and there, you know, along the way. It, yeah. Right? I remember the missed sexual opportunity. <laughs> All right, here's another thing that you can that you do that makes you unsexy, or some people do. Slouching. My God, am I the worst sloucher? Are I you? slouch all the time. Would you slouch when on I, a date, though? When I watch these Daily Rush videos, oh, okay. I just, you know, I'm just i hunched over like this right now. And in fact, Christine over at Trinity Rehab texted both me and Nick, and she's like, no wonder you guys have oh, problems. Really? Yeah, she's watching Your the YouTube. Your posture's horrible. Yeah, she, she, when I got in at Trinity last week, she's like, I'm watching the YouTube video. You guys have terrible posture. Yeah. It's so hard to fix, though. It you, is. You automatically do that, and then you have to like tell yourself to sit up, put your shoulders back, and it feels. Was it last about a minute? And yeah. then you're back, and at then your... you're like, oh, yeah, it. totally. It's, Actually, I'm the same way. You know I what? try to do be, be cognizant of it, and then I forget. And next thing you know, I'm you back to slouch. Yeah, yeah, I'm crouched over again. Steve, she's watching the YouTube videos, and she says, "You know who has the best posture? Steve." Well, you uh, stand because, because I know, yeah. but, but it, it, it lends itself to you having good posture. Yeah, I will take that. But it, it does. Um, uh, it forces you to. Uh, it forces me to stay awake. So that's the big plus. So this relationship expert says few may realize your posture and how you hold yourself also impacts your sex appeal. Yeah, and can make I'm, you appear less attractive. I'm constantly, you know, bonerific over here. <laughs> she said uh, body language is everything, and something as small as slouched shoulders can lower your sex appeal. Instead, stand up straight. Ensure your chin is up <laughs> and do not and sit with your arms folded. Stick either. your boobies out. Yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> do you do your shoulders back? Can you touch your beautiful boobies? <laughs> Can you touch your elbows together in the back? <laughs> no, but they're listen. I will fix my posture before um a photo. And yes. sometimes it looks like I'm pushing my boobs out and I'm yeah. not. I've just like kind of re- put you know, lifted my shoulders and pushed them. There's yeah. a picture of, of Marissa and I from sh- Chicago and someone was like, Do you just purposely push your boobs out? I'm like, No, I didn't. I was just trying to fix my posture, but Well there's the classic and I found out that a, and a photographer just recently told me that the best way if you're wearing a suit like in those pictures from Chicago a guy is supposed to put one hand in, in the pocket. In the pocket, yeah. yeah. In that, yeah, and so that's the equivalent of the one hand on the hip, right? I guess so. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so slouching. Stop doing that. Stop and it. then the last one, uh, and then I'll give you some unsexy mistakes that men and women make, uh, gender-wise, and how it splits up. So, uh, stress and complaining. Miss Ward said, "Complaining or feeling stress can give off, give off negative energy and repel others around you." Uh, regardless, if you're a man or a woman, it is important to boost your sex appeal by having a positive attitude, controlling your stress levels, and keeping complaints to a minimum. I think also for people in in a case where you're you're going to be out meeting people or you know looking, I, I think mm. keep the mind on fostering a friendship first, mm. and then if something more is going to happen, you know what I'm saying? Like in other words, take the onus off of. 
I want to bed this person. But if, you, if you're going on a date, though, it's I'm, kind I'm, of hard. I'm, but for guys to think of the way they would converse with a friend, it's because I think okay. that's that's a big stumbling block. What am I going to say to this person? Well, what would you say to someone who is you were talking to a friend? Okay, mm-hmm. if you can put yourself you in, the, in that frame, in of that mind. frame of mind. Okay, you know, so that's I think your, that's sound advice. Yeah, you don't have this thing hanging over you like when we we do our mixers. I always tell people that you know that's. Here's approach this person as a human being. Yeah, it's the same way you converse with anybody else that you like. Okay, so I have unsexy mistakes that women make. Yeah, all right. right. This is when. Oh, those were all guy only. No, no, no. Those okay. those were everybody. So so I have un, un, uh, unsexy mistakes that women make and unsexy mistakes men make. These are more specific uh, um, things that people do. So number five for women. Yes, unsexy things. Saying quote, you could be an axe murderer or a rapist for all I know. <laughs> Well, no kidding. It's not sexy, but sometimes that's what you worry about. Why would yes, you say you that? You don't want to say that to the person. You know, that's what it's saying. You know, hey, for all I know, you could be a killer, right? You're not and here I am on, my a, on a date with you. Yeah, I guess if you're not comfortable, then don't go. Number four, being oversensitive and crying as a strategy. Wow, who does that? Yeah. I want the nachos. I don't see how that comes into play when you're just starting to meet people. Why do they call it Nifty Fifty? <laughs> Here's my number. Um, all right, this one uh, also unsexy. I can't read it. The tears blurted. Unsexy mistakes women make. Uh, too much eagerness texting too frequently. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's probably annoying as hell. Okay, so yes, if you're... If you're communicating via text, right. okay. Yep. If it's things like I really want me some D, well, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be upset by that. But uh, too much eagerness in texting too frequently, so too much back and forth with texting, and that's where you get into those I, the mind games. You talk about yeah. the earlier thing about the mind game. All right, how long do I wait on this? Do I want to? How are they going to perceive that? A lot of times later on, when you know, as I was dating Preston, just was upfront about. You know, there's a scene in Annie Hall um, where, uh, you know, Woody Allen's walking along with Diane Keaton and he, he it's like a first date and he kisses her. Cause, Can we just get this out of the way so mm-hmm. that we don't have to worry about that? They, they kiss, okay, let's move on. And, okay. and, and like, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to work all the time, but no. if you can just sort of say, okay, we're both awkward and uncomfortable here, let's make this work. They kind of do that in Goodwill Hunting, too. I was hoping, yeah. to, get yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping to get a good night of lay. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll settle for a kiss. Um, saying, all right, another unsexy mistake a woman can make says, uh, saying, I don't need a man. <laughs> what your man got to do with me? <laughs> I got a man. I ain't trying to hear that scene. What if you were a lesbian, though? What scene is that from? It's actually a song. That's a I legitimate a man. I, what your man got to do with me? I got a man. I ain't trying to hear that, see? What's that from? It's a song. It's a song. I know I what song is it. <laughs> I, isn't I it man? I got a man? Is it uh, Salt and Pepper? No, 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 that's not. what a man. On Vogue? That's Oops. what a man. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty man. Is a mighty, mighty good man. Positive K. Positive K. Okay. Didn't know okay. that. I got a man. I remember that. <laughs> All right. And then, number one, unsexy mistake that a woman can make is, I have to agree, this is not that fun, taking an hour to put on makeup to go for a Sunday breakfast. Oh, go screw yourself. <laughs> I don't need a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, what, start texting me frequently and uh, <laughs> be oversensitive and cry. From your sitting down with the first application of any makeup to the completion point, what do you average time-wise? Uh, well, for me, for Sunday, br- well, see, 
I don't know. Putting on the old feed bag. Well, no, there's there's different. Like when we were out in Chicago and there was an event, that's yeah. going to take uh, a little bit longer. You how know? long? Like, f- but I don't know how long it takes me to do makeup. Like, I know full okay. get ready from like shower, you know, dress, hair, makeup would be. I would be about an hour and 15 if it was, like, an event for in Chicago. If it's just, like, every day, I'm good at, like, um, an hour to do everything. But maybe if I'm not, you know, if I'm already showered, hair done, half hour. All right, so dressing, makeup, everything. So so do the time this way. Yeah. How long from the beginning of the first Iron Man movie, how deep into the Marvel (laughs) series do you go (laughs) before you're complete? You could get through a full movie. (laughs) It's funny. My my wife doesn't take overly long to get ready for, you know, a nice night out. But we went out on Saturday night. It was a, uh, you know, wore a sport coat to this thing. And she was like, hey, are you going to get ready? And I was like, dude, like, we're not even leaving the house for uh, over an hour. I'm like, how how long do you think it takes me to get ready, right? We wanted to be out of the house by 6.30. I got in the shower at 6.14, and I was ready before her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, if if a shower is included, Mm -hmm. it's still... At the most, fifteen minutes for me. <laughs> Ten minutes is more like it. Uh-huh. I can get in and out, and I'm ready to go. Lickety split. How is Rochelle? Because she wears makeup every. She's a girly girl, yeah. Yes. So she she definitely has to get ready. So how does it take her a long time? Yeah, but I don't know how long because she plans in advance. She it's not like we're running late right. because she isn't ready yet. So she knows yeah. ahead of time. And that just gives me time to go play drums or, you know, do something to, yeah, to kill yeah, some yeah. time. Uh, so it doesn't bother me at all, just as long as we know that we're leaving at this time. Yeah, But, Cla- but it takes a while. Exactly. Yeah. Claire's, well, yeah, for, for Claire. Claire's the same way. She knows what outfit she's going to wear. She's yeah. going to know the jewelry. She's going to, you know, so she has all progression. Um, but, um, I, you know, I know how to play it now, you know, to get her set for the exact time that we'd like to leave. Because I like to be there early. To an event, usually. Yeah. Do you a little give bit, her yeah, the yeah. wrong time? I'll, I'll, I'll expedite it in my own little way, corralling ways, which she's hep to my ideas. Yeah, I've got, don't... I've got a friend that takes forever, and yeah. so I give her the wrong time. You do the Pierre Robert. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, give him an hour and, and I used to do 15 minutes, yeah. and um, she like that was like, you know, that, that was like leeway time. Like, she didn't even care about that, so I do... 30 minutes. I hope she's not listening. I do 30 minutes <laughs> at, right. no matter what we are going to. I right, mean, even, yeah. if we're, even if we're working out at the gym, I'm like, oh, we're starting at 11.15. What if you had dinner reservations at a really nice steak restaurant at 6.30? What time do you think you would get there for that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was I late? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yes, they wouldn't see this. That wasn't me. There. You know I was waiting in the lobby waiting for someone. Uh-huh. And then and, and Nick <laughs> was actually someone, the the show? I, I, someone I is the other female on the show, yes. <laughs> I thought it was uh, 7 p.m. It's my, uh, I, I made a mistake. Wait, how late? Were we really that late? That's 15 minutes late, except no. that I thought that it was 15 minutes early. No, I know you. What about oh. us? Yeah, you guys were late. You guys only got there about maybe 5, 10 minutes before Nick did. Okay. We were really that late. Well, Casey was standing there in a tuxedo by himself. <laughs> were, were people uh, trying to give you orders? And it was packed. Yeah, I think right? They, they some people, the like they, yeah, people were looking at Excuse me, me like, can we have another me. basket of bread for the table? <laughs> 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 I wore a tuxedo to dinner as well. Right, yeah. The same one that I wore to the uh, award ceremony on Thursday night because I, I rented it. You yeah. wanted to get your money's worth. I got exactly. you. All right, so those are the mistakes that men make. Here are the unsexy mistakes, or I mean that women make. These are the unsexy mistakes that men make. Drooling. Uh, number five is not making an equal effort in presentation. Okay, so that you need to... Pre- you underdressed. Right. 
Yeah, they 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 got ready and, yeah. and are yeah, prepared yeah, yeah. for a special evening. And you clearly Crocs and a poncho. Yeah, it looked like you grabbed that off of the the top of the dirty clothes basket. Well, is it raining? You know, because the poncho makes sense. Yeah. not so yeah. much. I don't know. Perhaps that's appropriate. Yep. I remember the the first date that Rochelle and I went on uh, was uh, to a St. Louis Blues game. Yeah. And uh, I show up and I'm wearing a jersey. Yeah. Jeans and a jersey. Right. Yeah. Team. She wear to a hockey yeah. game. She got done up to the nines. And I'm like, you know we're going to a hockey game, right? You know? So I felt a little out of yeah. place, but you know, I, I was wearing what was appropriate. I thought, well, you're it's a it's a sports event. Yeah, yeah. It, was fine. it wasn't like you were, you know. I mean, it was not outlandish to be wearing the team jersey. All right, here's another unsexy mistake that men can make, according to this relationship relationship expert, telling women that it's easier for them than it is for a man. Why would who you the ever, hell would do that? Why would you ever do that? Wait, what? That did things in general. Something is easier for women. Uh, so much easier for you guys than it is for a man. Oh. Can we have sex now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, great idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I've always thought that we have much more. Um, we get off lightly with the maintenance of our plumbing, as opposed to you know. Yeah. Women, oh, women, totally. Women pay, yes. <laughs> uh, number three is setting up a date via a text message. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, really, like. That's, that's a that's a faux pas. I, I, according to this expert, I, I wouldn't think now. Yeah, that that's considered a faux pas. It's kind of standard for a date. I think yeah. what they imply is that it's impro- inappropriate to ask for a date using a Gilbert Godfrey cameo video. Okay, yeah. Although that could be that could be charming. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess they're saying that, it, that a personal touch. You know, means yeah. a little bit more, but I mean, texting is so common. If you're at the date and then you continue the conversation with that person yeah. via text while they're sitting across the table from you, that's probably inappropriate. But right, asking right. them out, I think that's fine. Uh, number two on this list for an unsexy mistake that men make: constantly talking about yourself, yeah, without oh, God, asking yeah. questions. What do you now? Enough about me. What do you think about me? Is the old right? Show. Right. Uh, yeah, you definitely have to. You got to think about the other person. I love. Finding out about people. I love asking questions about them. If anything, I probably don't proffer enough, you know, from, from my side. But when, like, uh, I, I love when you go out with people and they have things to say mm-hmm. and they have, you know, they, they want to add to the conversation. The magic, uh, the magic phrase to use. And this is more if you're in a relationship yeah. with someone is uh, if, if guys, if you're having a hard time uh, communicating is saying, how does that make you feel? Yeah. That's that's apparently mm. a, a question that that went sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> really like to hear because then yeah. they get to offer up what they're well, thinking. Yeah, about. yeah. That you that you value what they're saying. What do you think about yeah. that? How does that make you feel? What's so going to get me to a handy the quickest? How am I getting in your pants? <laughs> Can you tell me that? How, do you feel How does about that me make you feel? taking a tour of the inside of your pants? Yeah. <laughs> And then the last one, uh, an unsexy mistake that men can make, bitching about an ex or another woman. I don't know. That's an amazing thing that occurs sometimes. The And I understand, like, um, I, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen at, at, at mixers and just in other social interactions where a guy will start my ex or, or to talk about your ex or to talk about you know, any commentary about. It seems like a pretty standard thing, though, in in. Um, new relationships that both people share yeah. those stories. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're... Uh, and by the way, we're going to talk to Rick in this particular break? Yeah. Okay. I'm waiting for him to um, connect. So, it, especially if you are uh, divorced, and maybe yeah. the other person is, 
that's got to be a common thing to talk about, right? Yeah. I, I mean, because you have that in common. Yes, but to, I, I agree with Steve. Like, at some point... You can talk about it, but don't harp on it. You right. know, don't don't let that be the the only thing that you bond over. And if you are talking that much about your ex, then you still have some issues related to that person. And so right. you're not going to be a very strong single person if that's what all you're focusing on. Right. You would not want to roll out the here's the reasons I had issues with this person. Exactly. By the way, most of this stuff is all communicative. It's not, you know, it says this flatulence not, based. Well, no, no. Uh, these this lowering your sex appeal. I thought more of it would have something to do with physicality. Right, tilt your shoulder, take your top off, stuff like that. But I guess uh, the having, having bad posture, slouching. Well, that's close. And sleep deprivation would be the, the two main ones because the sleep deprivation, you, you look tired, you're irritable. You yeah, know, yeah like to that. some extent, but it shows you how much we key off of the attitude, you right. know, or at least all of those other things that you don't. And I think a lot of people make that mistake. You can, you know, get done up to the nines, but you can... You instantly counteract that with a bad attitude. Some of these, though, like the having a negative attitude and playing mind games and stuff like that, I think can it can make a a physically sexy person ugly. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, easily, easily. So in that regard, uh, I definitely see these being a point because you can have somebody who's really hot in your eyes. Uh, but if they're saying the wrong things, doing the wrong things, then they've automatically turned into an ugly person. I will. We'll we'll be watching TV, uh, Claire at, and I at home, and, and uh, there'll be a, a woman will come up on the screen or whatever, and I, you know, and I I know something about all the the entertainment stuff that we report on, or so on and so forth, or just attitude or whatever. And I'm like, I do not find this person attractive, and they may be stunning, but it's just if you. Those character flaws, those things that just set you off in the wrong way. And and it's virtually impossible to come back from that once you've determined a person is a way you don't like. Hang on a second here. Chris wants to point something out real quick. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Great. What's up, Chris? So if you want to make yourself feel better, you should watch 90 Day Fiance. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that show. Everything, everything that you are mentioning is like in every episode. It's like... When I have a bad day, I'm like, oh, let me watch this, and I feel so much better about myself. <laughs> who's the dude with no? Who's the guy with no neck? Because that's the one I'm always like. Oh my god, big Ed! Yeah, yeah like, big Ed! Oh my god! <laughs> <sighs> that show's the biggest thing. And Every then they have the shows like, where the couples sit and watch TV of the other couples on the show and <sighs> comment on it. Yeah, but listen. That's actually not bad because some of the chicks on there are, like, really hot in their pajamas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just, the picture was just up I with love the dude. You guys. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Right. We appreciate it. Oh, my God. Is this this guy for real here, Preston? On the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's got no neck. Something happened to him. Something physically oh, wow. happened to him, and he can't. What, did he sleep in a wine press? He, he can't turn his head. No, he was like a, a, my wife watches this all the time. He was like a gymnast at one point. Really? Um, and yeah, he had some kind of accident where his, like, his neck, he, he can't, I don't know the full story wow. behind him. Uh, but it's a, it is a bizarre show. My God, 90 day fiance. And isn't it the one where they, the married on, on scene? Mm. Where they don't, they just meet and marry? No, that is, what's that one? I forgot what that one is, uh, Steve, That's, but there's another show like yeah. that. Uh, but th- this one, I think they have 90 days to get together and decide if they want to get married or something like that. It's ridiculous. Maybe, maybe it's like Unseen Fiance. I, I don't remember what the other one's called, but nonetheless. Um, anyhow, these are things to keep in mind that can lower your sex appeal. Uh-huh. We, we don't want that. So to counteract that, 
We're going to have a very sexy individual on the show with us right now. <laughs> he oozes it. Uh, you know him from uh, 6ABC. Is he ready to go? Yes, and you can hear us. And he's going to be a part of the Thanksgiving Day Parade coming up on Thursday. Let's give it up for our buddy, Mr. Rick Williams. Hey, 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 hey. Morning, Rick. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing awesome, man. Good to see you. And by the way, I want to lead that this interview was made possible because I reached out to Rick because of a video I saw of him and Shari Williams dancing together (laughs) on Twitter. And so it was this really big choreographed dance routine. Tell me about that. What is that all about? Well, you know, it it was Shari's idea. Have you guys met Shari yet? No. I ran into her at an Acme grocery store one time and went over and said hi, but that's the only encounter I've had with her. But I love her. Yeah, she's, she's really cool, and, you know, she's into the TikTok thing. I mean, she's, you know, she's been seeing a lot of these anchor teams across the country posting little dance numbers that they do in the, in the studio, and, and she said to me, she said, you know, we could, we could be better than that. We could top that. We should do it. You know, and, and me, I mean, you know, for me, as far as I knew TikTok, it was, you know, something, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Your watch, but uh, exactly. But um, um, you know, she's hipper. She's younger. I said, okay, let's. If you want to do it, let's do it. And uh, we found a choreographer who was willing to, um, you know, teach us a little routine. And we had about a couple, few weeks of practice, and it turned out pretty good. I, ha- I haven't seen it. Yeah, oh, it's great. Is it like it's a, it's a lengthy routine? Like when Is I. It? When I saw the beginning of it, I'm like, oh, okay, these guys are just moving together. And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, this is fully choreographed. Yeah, um, it, it was, it, it was um, it's got millions of views. And, you know, I tell people it started, for me, it started, you know, with the inspiration of Arthur Murray. But when it was done, it was like arthritis. That's a lot of work. Did you guys like go? Did did you meet up after work to work on it? Did you work yeah. at it? At, you did really. We did. We we had rehearsals. Um, you know, in a, in a you know a little a gym somewhere that gave us you know a little room, and um, we you know we, we met a couple times over the during the weekend, and um, you know she really wanted to make this look good. You wow. Know, we're going to do. If we're going to do this, if we're going to do this in our action news studio, mm-hmm. you know, where Jim Gardner sits, where we sit, then we got to make it look as good as possible. So, wow. Um, I'm glad you liked it. I'm yeah. going to have to check it out. You I know, remember years ago, I know Peter Jennings used to pe- keep a piece of cardboard next to the desk and would <laughs> break dance periodically. <laughs> But um, I had no idea there was that much work behind it. I thought maybe you guys had just, you know, you knew this routine. It was like something I, I didn't know what to think. Yeah. But I'm, I'm impressed, Rick. Very impressed. Well, thank you. No, we, we were taught it by a... Uh-oh. Did he lock up? Yeah, we just lost his uh, signal. I oh, think he was just bad. about to say F you to you, Preston. Was Looking he about to lips, tell yeah. me to F off? Yeah. Wait, I got to... Where is the video? I have it right here, Kathy. Uh, Shari's Twitter account. Okay. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It starts off real, kind of just uh, some, some basic moves, and then it gets more and more... Uh, complex as it goes along, but it's it's great, and they're having uh, so much fun. <laughs> All right, you got to see it. Are we getting them back, or oh, it's kind of locked. Nah, he froze up. He locked up. I don't, All right, that's so, not on us. So what do we do? I don't. Is know. is he trying to rejoin? Do we? Do you need to jump out? We were on Zoom, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I oh. absolutely want to hire a choreographer and do this. <laughs> we need to do this. You know what? 
I'll do it, Kath. We, we need to do some sort of dance. Yep. I've, been th- I've been thinking about this for a while. I don't know why I'm using your mic, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Casey, because I'll send Casey a couple of, like, TikTok videos, and I'm hey. like, we could do this. Casey yeah. and I could do this. We could get this done. But if we could do something with all of us, that would be great. Yeah. Wow. I'm a terrible dancer, though. Hey, but, uh, Steve, half of them, you don't have to even know okay. how to dance. Yeah. Right. Yep, that would be a lot, lot, of work. a lot of this. This is the hand pounding. Yeah, like you can be the guy in the yeah. back. Oh, yeah. you know, He's with back. your hands up. All right, we got him back. Uh, uh, Rick, are you there? Nope. Hang on. Oh man, Casey's working on it. Because we got to find out about the parade. All right, there we go. I can hear you, Rick. No, no, I can't. Uh, hear see, you. I think Rick. Rick is at his estate. Uh, and they don't have any. And I think he has all those jamming stations around yeah. the perimeter. I have his phone number. <laughs> we, we can just give him a call. All right, yeah. we'll call him. So, yeah. uh, hang on a second here. And Marissa, can you call Rick Williams? There you go. We're right. just going to call you, Rick. Yeah, and the, the uh, phrase is scorpion. Scorpion. <laughs> when you hear that, yeah. you'll know that we're together again. Uh, but listen, the weather's going to be perfect for the 6ABC Thanksgiving Day yeah. Parade. Last year was virtual, so you didn't even get the whole feel of it, right? Yeah, yeah, and I went to it a few years ago, and it was cold when I went. I mean, uh, it was frigid, yeah. and I still had a great time. The high's going to be like 57 degrees on Thursday, so you're not even going to have to worry about that oh, at all. Great. You know how much people are chomping at the bit to have this. It, yeah. First off, it is the, I think it is the kick-ass parade. I it love is. it. Yeah. It is. There's there's everything that you want. There's obviously there's great floats. Yeah. There's marching bands. They stop and they do the the, the performances uh, right at uh, uh, at the art museum. And I think Rick's on the line. Rick, we're gonna have to go old school. You there, man? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll chat on the phone because we want to get to the uh, uh, to the parade. And okay, uh, yeah, let's do it. And what all's going on with that? I was we were just talking as we were getting you set up. How uh, last year was virtual. This year it's back. And the weather's going to be fantastic, Rick. Yeah, Cecily says uh, it's going to be great parade weather. It's going to be, you know, in the maybe high 40s, low 50s, but it's mm. going to be clear. So uh, so we're looking forward to it. We nice. can't wait. What what, are, what do they usually have you doing on parade day? Because I know here I went down there. My son was in uh, on the art museum steps. You know how they have the dancers and up there. My son was right. a part of that a few years ago. So I went down early. And uh, uh, to get there, and, and I ended up uh, hooking up in your 6ABC uh, uh, area, and, like, everybody from the television station works that day. Everybody's doing some kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, so they have the entire staff, and, I mean, that's all the way from salespeople to engineers wow, to all everybody. that yeah. doing stuff. What, what, what is your gig on uh, on Parade Day? You're there with Cecily? Yeah, well, we will, we will stay um, at a hotel on the parkway somewhere – Wednesday night, because we have to get up early. We, you know, it's me, Cecily, Adam, Alicia, Karen Rogers. We have to be in place by like seven, seven thirty, something like that. You know, because we have a little rehearsal, we do the mic check, all the other stuff. So uh, yeah, so we'll stay over and get up, uh, you know, six in the morning, and head to the uh, uh, head to the Parkway, cross, you know, the grandstand, across from the art museum. Um, there's a little booth that they set up where Cecily and I will sit and. You know, we just try to get there. You know, the girls do makeup, and um, you know, I'll look over. You know, this um, encyclopedia of scripts. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, make sure I don't uh, mispronounce. You know, a band from you know Columbus, Ohio. You know, mispronounce. 
So I just try to go over all the notes and stuff, but uh, but they want us in place pretty early. So yeah, it's it's a voluminous. I mean, any anything like that when you're you're going live now. Obviously, you got it down to a science at this point. You know what you're doing, but still, it is a a massive undertaking and all, all the video coverage and getting everything to uh, to sync up. But again, I think it's going to be a you're going to have a, such a robust attendance because people are just chomping at the bit to get back to this. And, and you know, again, as I've said before, it's my favorite favorite parade to watch. It's so cool. Yeah, it's and, and you know, normally we get, I mean, we, we always get a, a, a fair share of celebrities and performers, but we also get people who are like, you know, we'd like to be there, but we just don't want to spend Thanksgiving in Philly. You know, we just have other plans. Right. We don't want to come up from New York. But this year we've got, I mean, we have a really robust uh, cast of performers. I mean, uh, Cool in the Gang. Um, yeah, we got uh, uh, Ginger Z from Good Morning America, Tamron Hall, uh, Carson Kressley. I mean, Alita Adams. I mean, it's just, you know, the, the guy that won The Voice, Cam Anthony, Willie Spence from American Idol. He was a runner-up. I mean, it's just cool. Just a, yeah, a, are you- really just a nice mix of performers, and along with all of the marching bands and the floats and the balloons. Um, so I think there's a lot of excitement that it's finally back and it's finally live. You know, last year we did a little kind of a parade special where we ran clips and, you know, we talked about, you know, what it used to be and what we'd be doing if we could and COVID and all. So I think there's just a lot of excitement about yeah. the, the fact that we're live, we're back, and... um you know, we, there's just a lot of entertainment. So, uh, you know, we can't wait. As nice as it yeah. was, that retrospective, it, it, it's, yeah, listen, everyone's there for the live thing. And, and let me ask you now, because you're you, now that you are a social media dance sensation, <laughs> will, <laughs> will you be hopping out in front of the cameras and doing a little bit of dancing yourself or no? Well, you know what? You know, you know that the, the group tag team, you know, they're the ones that whoop, there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they if they do that song, you know, I might you know I might have to get out of my seat and, and dance a little bit, and maybe you know have some ice cream with some sprinkles or something like that. <laughs> uh, but um, I love that commercial, yeah, that's a great commercial, and you know, I we can't wait to see those guys. Nice, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just a lot of fun, and you know, sitting there with Cecily, you know, for three hours, she makes it fun too because you know she'll dance to anything and. You know, and and uh, you know, she has her own special dance moves that just is always entertaining. So, um, you know, so you know, we, we just plan to you know just sit there and, and party um, all morning long and just you know say hello to the crowd and um, and just you know bring in the holiday season, by, you know, the right way, the way you know Philly style. By the way, the speaking of, of party, you know, he glanced over the the fact that they go down the night before and stay. There's, yeah. there's a six ABC party. That's what I hear. It happens yeah. the night before. I went to that when my son was, was down there, and they they have a good time. Do they tear it up? Yeah. They do tear it up. What's oh, the yeah, name of this yeah. marching grant? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 good food. It's catered. It's good food. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, let yeah, me they do it. They do it right. Let me ask you this because obviously we heard about uh, you know Jim uh, and his plans about you know retiring. Is there anything um, on the uh, on the schedule for this year, or will that maybe be next year? Or how, you know, what, what's what's the acknowledgement of the changing lineup at uh, Six ABC well, now? Well, you know, he, he, he's he's finally decided he's going to semi-retire. So he's you know at the end he he will no longer do the eleven o'clock right as of uh, two thousand twenty January first two thousand twenty two. So. Who will do that spot? They haven't really named yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm 
you know, I, I think I'm a candidate. It would, you know, it would be yeah. a tremendous honor. You know, I mean, follow, you know, following in the steps of, in the shoes of, uh, you know, of, of an icon like Jim. I mean, it would, it would be, it would be great. So, you know, I, I fill in for him most of the time when he, when he takes off. Um, so, you know, they haven't made a decision yet, but, you know, I think they're looking at people, I think, outside of the market and certainly people in-house and, um, you know, they haven't made, you know, haven't decided, but, um, it would, it would be, uh, you know, it would be an honor to, uh, to pick up where he left off, but he leaves some really big shoes to fill. You know, it'd be like, you know, following Paterno, you know, but, right. um, do you but, think, do you uh, think they, you know, they, Rick, they would put him on a, on a float next year at, at the parade? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well, if you he... know, he's, he's made, he's made appearances at the parade. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, I think, yeah, well, next year he's just will be his final year. And I think that, uh, you know, if we ask him to, you know, join us in the booth or on the float, I, I, he probably would be up for it. All right. I mean, he's got, he's got to go. He's got to pick what he's going to do. We've heard, we had him on the, the show and just had a quick interview. He said he'd probably like to be on a float singing Blinded by the Light by uh, <laughs> Bruce really? Springsteen. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, there's a lot of entertainment that happens at that uh, uh, at the parade, and and Rick and Cecily will be bring you with you, uh, bring it to you with the entire six ABC awesome. family. It's it's a cool event. It's great. So we just wanted to touch base, Rick, and we'll make sure that the the handful of people that haven't seen that video of you and Shari dancing will make sure that they do see <laughs> yes. that. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and um, yeah, thank you for the shout out. It was nice. Texting you, uh, Lance, because you know we haven't talked in a while. It's been a while, so, yeah. uh, but I'm glad you like it. Yeah, nice to so, catch up. Thanks, guys. Right. Rick, have fun. Yeah. Have a great Thanksgiving, man. It's good to have you on. All right. Happy holidays. You got it. Happy you holidays. Guys. Rick Williams, six ABC. A good man, right there. All right, we need to take a break. We should have taken a break like 20 minutes ago, but we're going to do that now. We'll return in just a moment. We got more to come, my friends. Stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for areas families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. A uh, little bit of time here and I, I wanted to... I have three happy stories. Oh, three hey. happy stories. Yes. It's like three little birds and oh. Bob Marley, right? Yeah. I thought these would be nice to share. We're going into a holiday. And we need happy. We need happy, right? We do. Yeah. We do. And and with the, the holiday coming up, I love the fact that this uh, tradition uh, continues. And you guys know the story. Yes. We, we reported on this the first year that it happened. Uh, but the... Um, the grandmother who accidentally invited a stranger to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, this is in Mesa, Arizona. And so they're getting together for their sixth year. <laughs> oh, I love, I love yeah, yeah, this is very encouraging. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really sweet story. And, and the, uh, she had accidentally sent out uh, an invite asking. She thought she was texting her grandson and said, are you, are you coming to Thanksgiving dinner? And he got back, and he's like, uh, and in fact, I think I have the exact back and forth. 
exchange. Is uh, exchange, yeah, because it was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's like, no, you know, this isn't this isn't your grandson. But can I still come over? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's what grandmothers do. Come on over. We feed people. Mm-hmm. And what I don't have there, there are several different stories of this. And Steve, you sent me one, but it was a really, really long one and uh, had a lot to go through. But I, what I don't know is is the um, the distance between. Uh, where they were, huh. uh, and and how far he had to travel. Because I have seen stories where people have traveled actually to another country, yeah. right, uh, right? Because they were accidentally invited uh, to go somewhere. Uh, but I love the fact that they're still doing this. Her um, second husband had passed away. He died last year uh, from COVID. So they had a they had a photo of him at the and they had all become friends. Yeah, they yeah, in yeah. Throughout the year. And made this wonderful little relationship out of an accident, which I thought was so great. Yeah, here's the, here's the exchange. It says, Thanksgiving dinner is at my house. Let me know if you're coming. Hope to see you all. And then uh, he writes back, whose is those? And she writes, your grandma. Grandma, can I have a picture of who? Of you, LOL. And she sends a picture. And then he gets back and he's like, not my grandma. <laughs> but can I still come over? And she says, yeah, we would love to have you. And so they ended up uh, making a a routine out of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so sweet. Well, the, by happenstance, you have a, a friendship and something that, you know, um, and, and look, in, in life, these things happen this way. Just This one just happened to happen over long distance, which makes it even more impressive. It's <laughs> really funny. I like um, how he, he refers to her on his phone now as... She's she's logged in as Grandma Wanda. <laughs> He's changed her name. So this was our house. Um, my parents always invited people over for th- for holidays, but for whatever reason, Thanksgiving was like the largest one. I mean, we would have not not complete strangers, but I mean, there were people who were in need who didn't have anywhere to go that were invited to come. If there was like you know, I had a friend one year whose family was away and he had nobody nowhere to go to Thanksgiving, so he came. Um, we had like uh, you know uh, family members who had gotten divorced. Divorced and remarried, but like their ex came over because they didn't have anywhere to go uh, for the for the holiday. So we always had these huge, random Thanksgiving right, celebrations. Right. Kath, same. There was about a five or six year stretch where um, there would be at least one stranger in the house. And, and <laughs> so one year was my grandfather's janitor. He had no place else to go. He, he grew up in Mexico. Didn't have any family here. And so my grandfather uh, invited him in. And his name was Jose. And he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Um, but he he just needed a place to go on Thanksgiving. And it just is. I'll never forget that memory. It's, it's it was a really nice, heartwarming thing to do on Thanksgiving. Yeah, when uh, when I first moved to the area and 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 I was living here by myself, I remember I was like, "Well, what am I going to do for Thanksgiving?" And or actually, no, Rochelle had moved here by that time, and so we kind of went to other people's houses for Thanksgiving. Right. Otherwise, it would have just been the two of us. Right, really, it becomes sort of a ritual nice to be yeah. able to be invited. Yeah, Jim uh, McGuinn had invited us over, and we did Thanksgiving over there. It's great. It's actually kind of cool to be. Uh, or an interesting perspective if you've always done it with your family every year, if you end up kind of the outsider and are invited to someone else's uh, get-together, it's it's cool. It's, mm-hmm. neat, it's neat to watch other family dynamics and how they operate on that particular day. Yeah. It's kind of special. Yeah, yeah but I, and I wonder how um, people who are not from this country that uh, – I wonder how they, they, they celebrate or integrate into celebrating because this, this holiday is – for everybody that lives in this country. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... Um, it's an American holiday. It's an it's American, American holiday, holiday. Yeah. And, and, you know, you are now an American, hmm. right? So it's something that, you know, some people don't... Uh, they don't know what it's about or, or anything along those lines. There are versions of, of that other countries have of Thanksgiving, sure. of just a day to be thankful. Um, but 
like we're having uh, this time around, uh, my wife's um, family from Sweden is coming in. And so Bjorn, uh, who, Joyce's uh, husband, doesn't you know he's he's Swedish right? And so what, he's what does he having, know? He's going to have Thanksgiving with us, which yeah. is I'm excited about. Is, I think it's really cool. Is there a an equivalent in Sweden of a Thanksgiving? I don't holiday? know. I'm not really sure. So Stroman Day, maybe. Like oh that? my God, no. can you imagine? <laughs> Everybody just opens up all their doors and windows, <laughs> opens that crap up in their house. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I remember one time we had um, uh, Casey. I think we were uh, at uh, Y100, and I forgot we had. Some guests by, and they were from Canada. I didn't even think. I'm like, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Like, we don't do Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. I'm like, you're Canadian. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? Uh, but it is a pretty awesome holiday. Um, Canadian Thanksgiving happened already. The Canadians have their Thanksgiving. Oh, they do? Yeah, but they do it earlier in the year. Theirs is in, like, in uh, October or something like huh. that. Um but yeah, they they do. There is a Canadian Thanksgiving. Wait a minute. Hang on a second here. Let me <laughs> no go to this way. call. I'm going to go to Tim. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Gadzooks, good morning. Gadzooks, so you had a special guest at Thanksgiving one year. Yeah, my uh, father-in-law was an educator and uh, happened to get into tutoring. And one of the people he tutored were some of the guys from NSYNC. And uh, come Thanksgiving, they're back in Orlando from their uh, European tour. And he's talking to them and like, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? No, uh, well, not much. Well, hell, come on over our place. So, uh, got to uh, have Thanksgiving dinner, watch the Cowboys play on TV with Justin Timberlake and JC from uh, Insane. Wow, <laughs> seriously? What, what time frame was this? When? What year was this, Tim? This was pretty early Insane uh, uh, stuff. So they, they were pretty young. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Do you have pictures of that? Um, actually, no, because it's just Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. <laughs> didn't, didn't even think about it. <laughs> so are you from Orlando yourself? Do you live there now? Uh, no, um, lived down there for like nine years. Um, uh, uh, I'll give him it. Chuck, uh, Yerger was a uh, teacher up here at Springford High for many years. Moved down to Florida. Got into teaching down there and then, uh, Became a full-time tutor. He tutored in sync. He tutored Britney. He hmm. tutored wow. the Mickey Mouse Club. So yeah, that's pretty cool. The amount of people he worked with. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. Would you? Would you? Would you ever just drop a call and invite yourself over to his house now for Thanksgiving? Or <laughs> you know, oddly, I think security be called. Yeah, <laughs> probably. All right, Tim. Thanks for sharing, man. We appreciate it. Rock on, guys. Yeah, that might actually be a good topic. A famous person that's been at your Thanksgiving feast. I had, there was a guy I went to high school with, John, John Grunder, and his family, uh, they had over one time uh, Larry Bud Melman. Wow. <laughs> From the Letterman Show. DeForest Kelly, I yeah, think was his name, right? Uh, or, uh, no, it was um, DeForest Kelly was McCoy from Star Trek, but it's, oh, wait a minute. it's something similar to that. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd name, like yeah, DeForest. Yeah. I can't remember, but but yeah, apparently his family knew him. Yeah, that's and cool. he was over for Thanksgiving <laughs> and Cal- uh, Calvert DeForest. Calvert DeForest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, Larry, could you imagine having Larry Bud Millman <laughs> sitting there at your Thanksgiving well, he was, feast? He was just a regular guy who was sort of plucked out of the, you know, yeah, the, the people at, uh, 30 Rock, uh, to be, to become a uh, person on the show. So. And he became a, the, the favorite little <laughs> sidekick thing Larry of, Bud of Millman. Letterman, which was interesting. Huh. So, all right, well, anyhow, that I little, like that. that little, uh, tradition continues and it's been happening for six years. I thought that was a real happy thing, uh, to share. And if you've had somebody famous at your Thanksgiving feast, feel free to uh, let us know. All right, here's another really sweet thing. 
uh, this kid, uh, Adela Abraham uh, Oleg Begi, I guess is how you say his last name, could have used his Make-A-Wish opportunity for pretty much anything, but instead of something like a new video game system, the 13-year-old from Jackson, Mississippi, decided to help others. Abraham was diagnosed with a plastic anemia, a rare condition uh, that causes bone marrow damage in June of 2020. And after a life-saving bone marrow transplant in November 2020, uh, he found out that he qualified to have a dream fulfilled by Make-A-Wish. Uh, Abraham's mom, Miriam, said, I remember that we were coming home uh, from one of his doctor appointments, and he said, Mom, I thought about it, and I really want to feed the homeless. Aww. That's what we want to do is make a wish. Man, that's that's pretty wild. She says to him, uh, are, are you sure, Abraham? You could do a lot. I mean, you could. You sure you don't want a new PlayStation? Uh, but prior to his diagnosis, he and his family fed the homeless each month with a new lease on life. Abraham couldn't imagine a better use for his wish. So in September, Make-A-Wish helped him organize a day to hand out free food in Poindexter Park. Uh, they were able to hand out, they were able to feed about 80 people with food and supplies donated from local businesses. Um, and he said, when the homeless people get the plate, some of them would uh, come back and sing to us and thank us. Aww. He said, just really feels good. It warms our hearts. My parents always taught us that it's a blessing to be a blessing. That's it's very inspiring. Yeah. That's, and it's amazing. So, by the way, he's getting started. Uh, he's just getting started because Make-A-Wish is going to help him feed the homeless every month for a year. Wow. So it's not just one time out. And when his uh, wish runs out, he plans to continue that effort by turning the experience into a nonprofit called Abraham's Table. I love it. That's a go-getter, yeah. man. Yep. Jeez. That's a good person. We suck. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just, please. Uh, so I thought that that was kind of nice. One other happy story. These are happy stories. And then I'm going to... This one isn't as happy as, oh, look at what that wonderful person did. But Spotify has removed the shuffle as the default when playing albums, and it's thanks to Adele. I saw that. Yes. Uh, Her new album, 30, just came out, and she retweeted a story... Uh, about the change on Twitter on Saturday, saying that it had been, quote, her only request. But I he, thought it was just for her album. No, this is for all of them. They, for, like, so they for changed all it. albums? Yes. That's crazy. So Adele explained that she thinks that albums should be heard as the way they were created, explaining this was the only request I had in our ever-changing industry. We don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. Our art tells a story, and our story should be listened to as well we intended, or as we intended. Uh, so no albums in the Spotify Premium app play straight through by default instead mm. of going to a, uh, a shuffle thing. I, sometimes shuffle can annoy the hell out of me. I hate it. When you want to listen to an album the way the album was laid out initially, yeah. you want to do that. Yes. So a lot of times, like if I'm if I'm driving along... And and I want to listen to an album, or I do it through the streaming service, or like Apple, you know, iTunes. I, I specify album. I say that first, and then and then name what I want to listen to, and then it will play it in album order. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone uh, can still shuffle albums, uh, but the option's still among the controls after you hit play. How much does Spotify cost? I don't know. It's like ten bucks a month or something. Like yeah, that. I don't know. I don't pay for it, but I do get the commercials. It's annoying. <laughs> oh, you, you have like a non-premium version? I or guess. What? I don't okay. know. I use it. I mean, like, like I'll go for a run, and I'm fine with it. So yeah. you get at least a half an hour of commercial free. Okay. Uh, well, well, the the uh, the I'm using the Apple streaming, so it's just, I, I guess I pay yeah whatever. So so 
Um, that seems to be pretty... I can tailor that exactly how I want it. It, yeah. it doesn't seem to be... Um, uh, using its own AI to determine what I want to listen to, right. so it's a lot more manageable. So I, I don't have those issues. Yeah, I, uh, I I have a couple of issues. I I, I also wish uh, that some streaming services would take songs that are on an album that are linked together and meant to be played back to back. Right, stay that way. Yes, there's an option to do that. There's I a, hate. There's some Zeppelin songs. There's some Journey songs. Yeah. Uh, that need to go directly into the next song. Yes. Uh, there's a series. Queen. Casey, you know uh, um, Robert Palmer, Sneaking Sally Through the Alley mm-hmm. and Sailing Shoes. There's three songs that are supposed to be played. They link together. They're different in title. They're three separate tracks, but the music never stops and flows one into the other. And I can't stand it because I can't get them to play together. How do you get some of the stations to not um, kind of go in the direction that they're going in? Like, I I had it on uh, the Sonos, and it was playing for, like, hours. We were outside. It was a beautiful day. And, like, all of a sudden, I was sitting there, and it was this, like, horribly depressing music. But the station I was playing was, like... It's called Hipster Barbecue. So I'm like, how? So it's like, we're sitting here like ready to go to sleep. What? So I'm like, how do I, I still want to keep that station you, on because normally I like it and I didn't dislike the music. It just was not in the direction I wanted it to go. Just yell out, get more happy. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, yeah. play more happy music. Kathy just put it on MMR and lock it in yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. all day long. All you ever want to hear. I that's do that your, all day yeah. long. That's your hip barbecue right <laughs> yeah, there. Okay. Most definitely. <laughs> Um, hang on, back to famous people that you've had at your Thanksgiving feast. Let me go to Nick. Hi, Nick, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Baba Tutaba Tu Baba Badukaga Baba Dab. That was right. perfect. Yeah, Flawless. nice. Nice. All right, Nick, who'd you want to say? Well, my mom, well, you know the beginning of the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air where he goes into the whole song and everything? Yeah. And the part where he's spray painting on the wall and the cop comes up and he starts shaking the stick at uh, Will Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that cop was invited to my Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That, the cop from the opening credits. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Did you walk in immediately and go, <gasps> No, my mother told me about it. She's just like, yeah, he, he knew Will Smith. He was a really nice guy. He was kind of slow a little bit, but he was a really nice guy, and we had him for Thanksgiving dinner. All right. Awesome. That's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, almost in a way, that's that's better. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, man. Yep, All right. So we're looking at the video of him getting the stick shaken at him. I uh, always thought that that was James Avery because his name, James Avery, appears in the credits right there. Oh, really? And I thought it was Uncle Phil. And you can't really Dressed. see his... You, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a backwards angled yeah. profile view, yeah. view. I thought that was him dressed as a cop, just sort of as a, as a gimmick. He uh, actually flew out. So, yeah, I guess you could see that. Maybe that was the, the deal. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but the credit sits right under his face when he turns around. Well, that is, uh, that's something I think special. it is yeah. Uncle Phil. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> you don't think so? No, no. We just heard it's the guy. It's he's not. a different guy. He knows Will Smith. We found that out. I don't know. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> I think we made it up. Yeah. All right. These are happy stories for you. Best uh, it's happy corner. We need to take a break uh, in the interest of time. But when we come back. Not really happy stories, but certainly interesting ones. The Bizarre File is on the way when we return, so stay with us. 
93.3 WMMR, celebrating 40 years of Pierre on the air. In early June of 94, Pink Floyd brought their division bell tour to town for two shows at the Vet. But that ain't all they brought. To help promote the show, the band also brought a colorfully painted blimp along. And Buzz Barkley, Joe Bonadonna, and Pilot Pierre took her out for a spin. Oh, the humanity. Pierre Robert, 818 in the morning. It's a beautiful day to fly. We're in Pink Floyd's ship, the Air Division. Wow, the Division Bell's over the Liberty Bell. Division Bell over the Liberty Bell. We are looking down at our studios at Fifth and Market right now. Wow. I'm wondering if Earl Bailey, who can look out of his window of the newsroom, can see us. I'm looking uh, out my window. There you are. Oh, my gosh. What an awesome sight. Can you see us? I can not only see you, I can see the color of your eyes. How does she look, Earl? She looks like a bigger fish in the air. Let me just lean out the window here. Don't go too far. I won't go far. I want to lean out the window and go, hello. Citizens, I'm sticking my head out the window of Air Pierre. It's a beautiful day in Philadelphia. It's a great day to be alive. God bless Pierre Robert. The tightest show in radio. Congratulations from all of us at MMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Iron Hill Brewery and their top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers are now Available everywhere the craft beer is sold locally. You can visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder. Find a retailer near you. This was a tragic story over the weekend. I'm sure you guys saw it. Friends and family gathered Friday for a vigil to remember 19-year-old Justine Gross, a Penn State student from New Jersey who died in what police said was an accident at an apartment building near the university's campus. It's horrible. Uh, Gross, who is from uh, Summit, was killed this month when she fell through a trash chute at an apartment building near Penn State. Authorities released few details on the death, but described the incident as an accident. Uh, they had a vigil on Friday night. Uh, in an interview, uh, Francois Gross uh, said, said that her daughter's uh, roommate said that she met a man at the Beaver Terrace Apartments last Wednesday night, and he gave her, quote, a smoke, which she said may have sent the college student into a panic. Uh, she said that she was shocked, and to her knowledge, Justine did not use drugs. Uh, she stated that uh, he said she had a really bad reaction, panic or whatever, and that he was trying to take her back to her apartment on the 10th floor. Uh, Francois Gross said that she was not convinced her daughter's death was entirely by accident and was awaiting a coroner's uh, report. So that's just a, that was horrible to hear that news. So very sad stuff. Lighter story to share with you. Guests at a place called I Smash Syracuse Rage Room. Got a surprise Sunday when a deer came crashing through a window and into the business. Angry deer. Uh, yeah, we obviously wanted to yeah. you know, blow off some steam. Freaking forest and berries and cold and sticks. Uh, photos and videos show the deer smashing through a window and running through the lobby with guests nearby. Uh, owner Stephen Shortino said that the deer had some cuts but was okay and eventually ran out of the building. Second so. deer story breaking through a, uh, you had one coming up the stairs in a, the balcony of a church, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, that's correct. Now they're breaking into rage rooms. That's so. why I keep my shoes on at night. It's a good idea. Yeah. You never know when a deer yeah. will be in the house. Yep. Uh, while locked up in a, quote, scary Florida jail following a DUI arrest, a Florida woman removed the metal wiring from her bra and used it to damage a cell door in an attempt to escape the jail. It's pretty inventive. Yeah. While the alleged plot by Susan May Shepard failed, her MacGyver-like ingenuity is worth of notice. Is worthy of notice. Uh, Shepard was arrested on DUI charges and booked into the Sumter County Jail, 
where she was placed in a holding cell in the booking area. Shepard gave her address as a resident in the village's retirement community. And while in her cell, uh, Shepard removed the metal wiring from her bra, proceeded to use it to make numerous scrape marks into the glass at the bottom of the holding cell door. Hmm. Shepard also allegedly sought to crawl out of a small opening in the holding cell door uh, feet first and had to be directed to, quote, pull her legs back into the cell. <laughs> Very Mission Impossible-like. When later questioned, Shepard reportedly cops to damaging the cell door with her bra wire in an attempt to, quote, escape the jail, which she described as scary. What if she replaced the wire in her bra with plastic explosives from now on? That might be more yeah. uh, suitable for this. Uh, Shepard's harebrained plot, which would have required Shawshank-level time and commitment to succeed, resulted in two additional charges being added to the docket, uh, attempt to escape a felony and criminal mischief, a misdemeanor. She was freed on $11,000 bond. How big is that wire that's in a, an underwire bra? Not that big, I don't think. I well, there's mean, two of them. It's still, I mean, it's not huge, yeah. but I mean. All right. It's not like a, like a spatula or something. Right? No. Like, yeah. <laughs> but maybe like a coat hanger or something like that? Uh, no, I'd, I'd say it's a little bit thicker. At least. Like the, a cricket paddle? Maybe with the, um, you know, with the pat or the uh, the fabric over it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little bit thicker than like a wire All hanger. Right. No okay. wire hangers. All right. No so if you knew <laughs> what you were doing, though, with it, do you think you could use it to pick a lock or anything like that? Probably, I would think so. Do you think you could just insert your own nipple into the lock? <laughs> Ooh, wow! <laughs> you have to get aroused first. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we listening to? It's Mission Impossible. <laughs> the Mission Impossible theme. Oh, <laughs> but for people who are not up to the level of the actual Mission Impossible crew, people who use their underwire bras to try to escape prison. I'm so confused. <laughs> I pull the wire out of the bathing suits sometimes yeah, if they're too, too annoying. It's too painful, okay. right? Yeah, sometimes if it, like, digs into the skin and I really like the bathing suit, I'm like, right. oh, that's it. Okay. Just well, it also attracts lightning. Let those puppies <laughs> flap, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time for the kennel to open. Puppies flap. <laughs> well, I don't know what I thought. <laughs> All right. Uh, Richard Avazian and his wife, Marietta Terabellian, uh, were facing prison for their role in a massive COVID relief fraud scheme when they cut off their electronic tracking bracelets and fled their California home, abandoning their three teenage children. Uh, They left a typewritten note for the kids, who are 13, 15, and 16, and it said, we will be together again one day. This is not a goodbye, but a brief break from each other. Okay. Uh, This was... Thanks, Ma. Late August, and almost three months later, uh, and five months into their convictions in June, the couple still have not been found. The FBI is looking for them. Sounds like they were lying. Uh, and that didn't stop a judge this week from sentencing uh, Avazian and Terabellian in absentia to 17 and 6 years in prison, well, that's, respectively. They're not going to come back. Uh, prosecutors said that they and others carried out a scheme to steal more than $20 million in relief funds intended for small businesses during the pandemic. Yeah. Scumbags. Totally. Uh, the couple and uh, Avazian's brother, uh, Arthur... Uh, were found guilty of conspiracy to commit bank fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering at a trial in June. Richard and his brother were also convicted of aggravated identity theft. And now they've abandoned their children. So just, they're just, they're just, just solid people. Just sweet yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. right? Pizza in the, in the fridge. Yeah. See you in two decades. All right, this is messed up. 
Uh, we'll end on this one. A gang of six people accused of stealing horses for slaughter and selling the meat to restaurants disguised as beef have been arrested in southern Brazil. Man. The gang distributed more than uh, 1,700 pounds of hidden horse meat per week to restaurants. Up to 60% of restaurants in the area with beef on their menu had unwittingly bought horse meat from the gang disguised in steaks and hamburgers, public health officials said. Why is there a saddle on this steak? Inspectors also discovered other forms of spoiled meat, including rotting pork, turkey, and leftover food from pig-feeding establishments were mixed inside the hamburgers. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like the Joe Exotic menu. Officials say, yeah, totally. <laughs> officials said an investigation was launched uh, two months ago after the local agricultural defense inspectorate Raise the alarm. Uh, forensics test carried out in restaurants selling hamburgers confirmed the presence of horse DNA in the food. Uh, the six people arrested are also accused of running an illegal abattoir with poor hygiene. Oh, my God. Right? Right, well, how is the customer service, at least? That yeah. is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's break and come back and give something away. We are going to ask you a question about today's program in form of the lesson learned. See what you picked up, and we'll also get into trash and music news. Stay put, because that's coming up next. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away uh, the unnerving horror thriller, A House on the Bayou on digital. And so the question that we asked this morning is, what new Kathy Romano-themed amusement park recently opened at the Just Saying Institute? <laughs> All right, what kind of world? It's a, it's a you know, like Disney World. What's this one? 215-263-WMMR. What new Kathy Romano-themed amusement park recently opened at the Just Saying Institute? If you know the answer, you should give us a call right now because you might win. And we'll do the trash while we wait for you to call in. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by KGL Skin. KGL is testing a topical treatment for facial acne on teens and young adults. With moderate to severe acne. If qualified, you may be paid up to $350. AGLSkinStudyCenter.com for more information. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Britney Spears says her first long-form interview will be with Oprah Winfrey as soon as details can be hammered out. Oprah's producers say Britney is demanding pony rides and ice cream. <laughs> hey! A new Las Vegas strip club held an open audition that drew so much interest it had to be shut down due to safety concerns. Event organizers say they had no idea there'd be so many eager beavers. <laughs> and finally, a large-scale smash-and-grab heist of a San Francisco Louis Vuitton store left the place almost completely cleaned out. Ironically, because it was a Louis Vuitton, each looter was provided with a personal looting assistant. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> that's All right, thank you, Steve. We'll go to the phone, see if somebody knows the answer to this. What new Kathy Romano-themed amusement park recently opened? 
at the Just Saying Institute. And we'll go to Brian and see if he knows. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning, guys. All right, Brian, what is the new Kathy Romano themed amusement park at the JSI? Activity World. Activity World. Activity World. A uh, the unnerving horror thriller, A House on the Bayou, on digital. A family vacation takes a sinister turn when neighbors show up for dinner uninvited, testing the family's fragile bond and forcing dark, dark secrets to come to light. You can buy or rent it on digital and on demand now. Unrated, and it is from Paramount Pictures. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, and Friday this morning by Horizon Services and their Black Friday total heating event. It is back. You can get a free upgrade when you buy a new heating and cooling system installed as soon as tomorrow or it is free. Visit horizonservices.com. Uh, the American Music Awards were last night. And we won't spend a lot of time on this because there's not much in the world of rock to mention. Uh, the only rock category was a favorite rock artist, and that went to Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. By the way. What's your take on his... It, we talked about, like, with Miley Cyrus embracing Metallica and stuff like that. Does that provide an entree for people who might not otherwise think of rock? I guess so. Listen, I've listened to 30 seconds of, yeah, yeah. of uh, this guy's music, so I can't really speak yeah. uh, on authority about his music in particular. Uh, but, yeah, if it's steering people to rock music, I can't beat up on it too bad, you know? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan I'm, of rock music, yeah. so... Um, we but, are the world, man. Yeah, we are. And uh, so he picked up that award. Uh, Artist of the Year went to BTS. Uh, they won three uh, awards that way, by the way. Uh, Artist of the Year, favorite pop duo or group, and favorite pop song for their hit, Butter. <laughs> and uh, New Artist of the Year went to Olivia Rodrigo. Um, so the the pop categories, Ed Sheeran won uh, male pop artist, Taylor Swift won female pop artist, BTS pop duo or group, as I said. And uh, Taylor Swift won Pop Album Forevermore. So there you go, your American Music Awards last night. That was a Dick Clark thing, right? He yeah. started the American yep. Music Awards. Absolutely. we don't have enough award shows. Marilyn Manson's lawyer, uh, Stephen Rothschild, says that the singer is open to settlement discussions with a Jane Doe ex-girlfriend who claimed that uh, he raped her in 2011. According to Rolling Stone, a at a court hearing in Los Angeles on Friday... Rothschild said that uh, Manson is open to talks with the anonymous ex-girlfriend. He also said that a global mediation might be in the cards for other accusers. I explained uh, there are other cases that are somewhat related. And so as things progress, we may decide that it's best to have a global mediation. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but it is in the cards. I really don't even know what a global mediation is. I I think it's a meal plan, but I'm not sure. Okay, sounds like it. (laughs) Uh, meanwhile, uh, Superior Court Judge I heard need in there. Gregory Cassane uh, set the trial date for the Jane Doe case for October 3rd of next of 2023. Wow. Estimating that it would take five days to try the case in front of a jury. Look at how some of these cases just drag on and on and on. Yeah. And that's part of the deal. And that's yeah. also a, a tactic, yeah. you know, to, to, to distance, you know, potential jurors' recollection, you know, you, away from the hype. And that's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was pre-law. Um, those, I mean, anything can happen between now and then. People could die between now. And Absolutely. Then. Somebody could, uh, you know, the, the person being accused could die and, and the, the defendant would never, or not the defendant, but the uh, the accuser would never get their chance to, 
have the, the case heard. So, nonetheless, it's being pushed way off. Puddle of Muds, Wes Scantlin. Haven't heard about him the news in a while, but he walked off stage mid-concert Saturday night. Oh, no. was playing at the Epic Event Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin, when the singer complained about the venue's lights. A video posted to Facebook uh, showed Scantlin addressing fans saying, I don't know why the lights have to be blinding me for this whole show. Uh, now, I can see all of you people, but if you guys were standing up here where I am right now, uh, it's like an effing flashlight blinking in your effing head. And I don't think that's effing cool, really. Wow, he's saying a lot of naughty words. He then cursed out the light technician before walking out during the fourth song, but fans also say he was 30 minutes late to start the performance to begin with. So. Uh, see, uh, see, he he, uh, he had obviously um, drinking issues and other issues, I assume, and it seems yeah. like he's been doing well. I hope this is just simply a legitimate thing about the lights and not him having a backslide. I don't know, but he's, he's you know, bad news follows him. Yeah. So something's always going on. So you know what? Know Send him a copy is. of your Happy News segment. Yeah. Maybe that'll that bring him around. It might. Um, NHC, featuring Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins and Jane's Addiction guitarist and bassist Dave Navarro and Chris Chaney have just dropped their latest video called Devil That You Know. Uh, the band's first headlining shows set for tomorrow night at the Troubadour in Los Angeles sold out almost instantly. Uh, the band's still untitled and presumably unfinished debut album will reportedly contain a dozen tracks. So they're gigging, which uh, right. should be pretty cool. They're gigging? Giggity, I'm giggity. Mm-hmm. If you're gigging, you're digging. <laughs> Robert Plant and Alison Krause have rolled out their initial 2022 tour dates in support of their new album called Raise the Roof. Uh, the Grammy Award-winning duo are set to play 10 U.S. shows, followed by an eight-city European run. And guess what? They're going to be in Philadelphia. Yay! They're going to be playing The Man on June 12th, The Pavilion at The Man. Uh, already in the books is the Plant and Krause double bill with the Eagles on June 26th at a massive open-air show at London's Hyde Park. Is she still doing that thing where he ends, up the, ends off the show with the high-diving horse? Uh, they do that at the Steel Pier in Atlantic yeah. City, yeah. Uh, the concert is part of next year's American Express uh, Presents BST Hyde Park Series, which... Plays on the grounds over uh, two weekends next summer. I don't have on sale information. Nick, do you see that on WMMR.com as far as when those tickets go on sale? Uh, December 3rd at 9 a.m. I bet you that'd be a hell of a show. Okay. Or it would stink. But I think it'd be good. Uh, oh, Alison Krause and yeah. uh, Robert Plant. She's super talented. Yeah. He's. I-, I love his solo stuff. Yeah. All right, and then one last story. The U.S. premiere of Peter Jackson's The Beatles, Get Back... Brought out even more of the extended Beatles family. On November 18th at Hollywood's El Capitan Theater, uh, John Lennon's sons Julian and Sean Lennon, Paul McCartney's daughter Stella, and George Harrison's widow Olivia uh, represented the Beatles' brood stateside. Uh, the Stella! Pre- the premiere followed last week's London screening, which saw Paul McCartney, George Harrison's son Donnie Harrison, and Ringo Starr's sons Zach and Jason uh, in attendance. Uh, Stella McCartney posted a shot of her and Julian and Sean Lennon in the theater, calling them her brothers from another mother. A clearly emotional Julian Lennon wrote, Amazing night, firstly seeing Get Back and then Stella's event afterwards. The one true thing I can say about it all is that it has made me so proud, inspired, and feel more love for my slash our family than ever before. And the film has made me love my father again in a way I can't fully describe. That's amazing. I, I'm I'm happy to know that Julian and Sean are are 
getting along. I mean, not that they were not, but I think Julian had a little bit of a, um, you know, not battle because he seemed to be the forgotten son, you know. Right. right. But he hasn't taken it that much to heart. Uh, they, he said, uh, thank you to all who had a hand in bringing this project to fruition. Life-changing. I'm so excited for this. So Peter Jackson's six-part documentary, The Beatles Get Back, rolls out over three days, and it happens over the uh, the holiday break. So uh, Very exciting. 25th, 26th, and 27th exclusively on Disney+. Plus. So I'm going to be watching every second of that. Do you know, is that the event as well, Preston? The guy who plays the police officer in the beginning of the first... <laughs> what? That guy was wow. there? Yeah, yeah, he was there. The guy who shakes the, the, yeah, the, 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 baton. the baton at uh, Will Smith. <laughs> He's more famous than we thought. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in music news for you. We have a final break to take before we wrap for the day and bring it up and hand it over to Mr. Pierre Robert. So we'll do that very thing. Come back in a second. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize when we return. Stay up. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagle season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Done for the day. An enjoyable day for a Monday. Not too, not too painful, you know. And I would like to thank our guest, Mr. Rick Williams of 6ABC. Yeah. For being on this morning, the 6ABC Thanksgiving Day Parade, brought to you by fellow friends, Duncan, uh, is coming up on Thursday. And it's going to be a beautiful day, weather-wise. And they, they cover it very well on TV, but... Seeing it in person is pretty special, too. Concerning Duncan, if I may, mm. um, Matt Cowper, we need, we are in a critical situation. <laughs> All of our uh, hoppers, as it's called in the machine world of Dunkin' Donuts machines, they're down to nothing. Yeah, no. It's gotten bad. I spoke to him. Uh, I saw him in the bathroom, and uh, he said he's been crazy busy. I emailed him. You emailed him. Listen. And we just need we just need some hot chocolate or Dunkachino. Or a hug. A hug yeah, would be good, too. Yeah. I'd rather have hot chocolate. I'd rather okay. have hot chocolate. Um, so, yes, Matt Cowper, if you could please uh, fill that. That'd be wonderful. Or anyone listening from Duncan who wants to come over. Yeah. Take that <laughs> maybe floor. have some in your glove compartment. Yeah, maybe do. I don't know. Uh, Pierre Robert has made it back from the weekend. He survived. He made it. Yay! Yay! He right. lived another weekend of craziness. Hallelujah. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. You have a good weekend? I, uh, I did. I got my flu shot on uh, Friday. And uh, then I got my booster shot for COVID the Friday before. All right. So I am feeling antibody. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I'm out Vaxed. there licking doorknobs and relaxed. Oh, I have been licking every doorknob. I see. <laughs> I am immune as F. He's a knob licker. Yeah. <laughs> well, well it sometimes that can be just... defined in many ways. <laughs> right. <it's... laughs> If we go to the way George Washington meant it. Exactly. You cross the Delaware and don't jump in. Come on, boys. We got some knobs to lick. Yeah. Come on, fellas. Mm-hmm. 
I licked this knob for my country. I have only one. I have only one knob to lick. I regret that I have only one knob to lick for my country. Well, let me uh, let me reach out to some buddies. I think I can set you up with a more knobs to lick if you want. There it is. All right, there it is. How about the letter? Yes. Now three letters this week. You, you're I know. aware. I right, just checking. All right, yeah. Here we go. I know. Sharp as a tag. Talk. Talk. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. E is in energy. All right, E. We got one, two more to go. That's it. We're going to give away a PlayStation classic video game console, Resident Evil Director's Cut for Sony PlayStation, complete with registration card, and a $400 Visa gift card wow. to boot. Uh, returning to the origins of the massively popular Resident Evil franchise, fan and filmmaker uh, Johannes Roberts brings the games to life for uh, a whole new generation of fans. And Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is in theaters on Wednesday. Just a heads up on that, but we give that uh, gift away and we give that whole prize away on Wednesday. Uh, what's happening on your program today? We will have uh, Workforce Blocks of Ozzy, In Excess, ACDC, and... Uh, it's coming up on us soon now, a pair of tickets for Genesis. Mm. Wow. Uh, they're going to be at the big joint on the 2nd and 3rd of December. I will have tickets for Thursday, December 2nd to give out uh, on the program today. Even with Phil Collins' limited um, ability now, right. uh, uh, any footage that I've seen of him doing his performance, the voice is still there. Sounds great. The voice great. is still there. Yeah. Um, Jason and I went and saw him solo uh, yeah. at Wells Fargo a couple of years ago, and he was great. Yeah. I mean, he walks a little slower, and he sat uh, for uh, a, a bulk of it, but he actually, his son was on the drums, yeah, yeah. who's a very accomplished drummer, and um, they did a little uh, um, percussion set where, still sitting, his son brought some percussion stuff over, and the two of them did this little drum-off thing, which was very cool. That's so, cool. Nice. Uh, I think it'll be a very good show. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so stick around for some tickets. And I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve's show, brought to you uh, today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve show, the official hot chocolate of the President Steve <laughs> show. <laughs> also brought to you by Acme. Download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. You can visit acmemarkets.com for details tomorrow. On our program uh, Tuesday, so we'll give away President Steve Show Tattoo for Tattoo and one of our favorites, Big J Okerson, oh! on the program tomorrow should be solid. Uh, that is it. We're done. So rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. It's not just boughs of holly that make your home festive. It's you decking the halls with rugs of beauty, the kitchen with juicers and mixers of chrome. It's setting your table with touches of elegance and adorning your living room with accents of style. HomeDepot.com has all the latest decor to get your home ready for the holidays. Because it's not just Santa who's coming to town. It's also your in-laws. Make the holidays yours with home decor from the Home Depot. How doers get more done.